know, these orchids about to make me act up. <laughs> That's a guy out there, too. <laughs> that guy's real. The orchid fucker is out there. <laughs> an appreciator of fine art. And that, yeah. that's a guy who's not really bothering anybody. But it's like, the delicate beauty of a film. Yeah. It's not a pretty and, flower. Cam, are you familiar with, at all with the, the guy who is like, he has some kind of weird sexual hang-up where he will draw, like, the Simpsons women dressed like ninjas? And he Whoa. Like, he's like, I think I have heard of that, but but like he, the thing is like he's not hurting anyone, he's not bothering anyone, <laughs> and he will never inflict that upon another human no, being. He probably just does it at his own time, right? So when people like find his art and they like point and laugh, I'm like, shh, 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 shh be, if you disturb him and he leaves, that's worse. You gotta leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want this guy to be unchecked. Yeah, <laughs> let him do that. Whatever he moves on to from that will be worse. Yeah, so just let him do <laughs> yes. that. I imagine that a situation like that is how Seb, you got to know about this well, one. Do you know about the guy, uh, the Wonder Bread well, guy? Of course, everyone knows this Wonder one. Bread guy. Oh, uh, see, you said you said wait, it, you just like it. the cake sitting and. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here like thinking that. about the guy with who would only fuck his girlfriend to a certain song. I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> do you know what the song is? Yeah, it's like the funniest song ever. It's like almost the like Tilton Tumble title screen music. Yeah. I watched right, a, a musical analysis of that thing. It was awful. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't have all the info, but I'm so glad that you've also heard about it. What's... Yeah, and you said this analysis. wasn't going to be a good one. We're already on a roll. What's well, the, this is a problem. The <laughs> What's the song that that guy can only fuck his girlfriend to? If she like broke up with him because he wouldn't stop doing it, because and it was such a he would always killer. put it on when they're having sex, and then she could she tell. would be like, "Don't put that on," and then she could tell that he was doing it to the beat of the song because that's oh. like the only way he could get off. The yeah, <laughs> and then like, it's so funny that like even with even without the music, she was like, "No, so no, we're not doing." He it. found one thing that worked, and he's sticking to it. Did you find it? Um. Because the punchline of all of this is the song. Once you hear the song, you're like, "That's a hundred times funnier." Well, Maybe I'm overselling. In the same, it, well, uh, this is in this keeping this uh, association train going. Yeah. There was a story that was like a green text on 4chan or whatever of uh, a kid who had just been bought Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. Uh, no, wait, it was Kirby Pinball Land for the Game Boy, and he has like the music all the way up, and he's just on the title screen, and and then he's just like wandering around like as a kid at night with the Game Boy in his hand, and then he walks in on his parents having sex. Uh. And so, and his, you know, so he's like, his dad is like, his dad is like, you need to get out of here. And then he's like, uh, so when I was when I found out my parents were having sex, this is the music that I was listening to. <laughs> and it's the Kirby, Kirby's Pinball Land uh, title screen, which oh, is I very got it, much I got it, I got it. pretty funny. Right. Is this an ad for a mobile game? No. Clash of Kings. Is this not the <laughs> Play now Clash for free. What is it? Come to me, my lord. There it is. Hold on. So that's not real, this, right? This, real. <laughs> this is this is really familiar. This what was is, a popular song in the nineties or something. See that? It's got the eight oh eight drums in it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's not a bad song, but it's funny to this for this to be your sex song. Yeah. Right? But now, speaking on. of that, here you go. Here's the title frame of Kirby's Pinball Land.
and welcome, listeners, to another exciting episode of Morevember, or, yeah! which is this month's edition <laughs> of Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. Mm. And we have decided to explore classic film and classic film ripping off classic film <laughs> with Yojimbo and A Fistful of Dollars. Neither with any involvement from Alan Moore. We're, we're <laughs> That's doing... right. Uh, we'll get to him he next wasn't week. In... He wasn't in Yojimbo? I think he was. <laughs> Yeah, Alex brought these two movies. We're doing, we're doing our movies. favorite thing to do on the show, watch two movies. Yeah. I actually think you might be able to get away with this on a technicality, because I'm pretty sure I watched the same movie twice. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> one movie and then the remake. We watched it again. I almost like stopped paying attention a lot, because I was like, oh, I know what happened. Ah, I see this. <laughs> it's, it's funny. funny. It is funny to do this back-to-back, but also I do think that helps illustrate the, the, the minor differences even more. And the gigantic differences, like... Well, yeah, uh, only yeah. one of them has a mine. <laughs> Minor differences. Cute. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, but who do I have with me today? I have the only industries left in this godforsaken town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have tequila, Alex. Hey, <laughs> sipping on it right now. You can be tequila, Hey, everybody. Alex. That's not bad. <laughs> all right. Tequila, Alex. <laughs> Uh, he was Tequila Sunrise um, a couple Tequila weeks. Sunset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Tequila Sunset a couple weekends ago. A friend of the show, Des, is playing Disco Elysium. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can 3D print the characters, um, but the Harry one is nude. And she's like, so his name is Harry? And I was like, oops. Not, you no. Said it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I left <laughs> it as big as I could. She it out really quick. Yeah. yeah. I, I just was got really to disappointed Everard, that you didn't so. address Alex all night as Harry. Harry. <laughs> Harry, Harry, Mr. Dubois, Mr. Dubois, <laughs> I promise you that if I had eaten the cheese, you would know. <laughs> you didn't lose your gun. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Everett's helping me find my key. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the Gundam uh, beam. We yeah, also have game. Silk Seb. That's oh, me. The Spider-Man character. <laughs> uh, oh, say say Silk uh, five times fast. What a cast drink. Silk Seb. Silk whiskey. In this town, I do, I guess. Spoon. <laughs> That's the other one. Is like <laughs> how you keep your pants up. <laughs> Belt. <laughs> we we're off. Oddly, we have... That's like a Travis Scott interview joke. <laughs> we have sake. Cam. Hi, I've had a little bit too much sake already. Yeah, I'm gonna cool it in the second second. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. No promises. Please stop poking holes in my barrels. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm your host, Guns Nick. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, I missed what what Cam's uh, industry was. Sake. Sake. Okay. Yeah. Had a little bit too much silk. Silk, sake, tequila, and guns. The, gotcha. Wow. Yeah, Fuck so, yeah. The four uh, horsemen. <laughs> That's the, fucked up. The ingredients to a good time. <laughs> Ooh, actually. Maybe. Uh, you, know, know. you don't really need well, a yeah, gun, if you, I guess. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> yeah you if you're, do. If you're fucked up and you're just like, all right, watch. I can hit that can off of that fence. I don't need right, a little right. forty-five though. I need a rifle. <laughs> yeah, rifle is better. Mm, I don't know. A man with a rifle comes up against a man with a pistol. Mm. Man with a pistol's dead. Uh, pistol's I don't dead. know. I don't know. I think I feel like we need to put No, he's dead. He's right. gone. So we have to get a sword. Pan shot. For those of you who don't know this story, uh, Yojimbo, uh, the uh, Ronin samurai film, uh, 
starring Toshiro Mifune, directed by Akira Kurosawa, was shamelessly ripped mm. off uh, and turned into a fistful of dollars uh, with an incredibly strange production. It was an Italian-German-American co-production. That's right. Uh, I was really getting in the weeds when we were watching it. Like, yeah. Okay, so this is an Filmed Italian... Yes, filmed in Spain. Fil- all right, oh, yes, really? Yes. So it's an Italian movie filmed in Spain about a Western that steals from a Japanese movie. Yes, it's like <laughs> wow, that is that's really just all over the place. Yes, it is real. It really is all over the place. And like, and then on top of that, to make it even more confusing, the influence from Western movies, like the Western genre in Yojimbo, is like way right there on the screen. Like he is definitely making a cowboy movie with a samurai instead. Mm. And then somebody either... You Why know, don't we make a Western out of this? <laughs> it's like time for that snake to eat its own tail. <laughs> I, not to get into my impressions too much, but it really did feel like an homage more than stealing. But we'll get into it later. I think the thing that makes the crucial difference is the amount of time it takes you to put out that second thing. And when three years later. When it's three years later, it does when it takes yeah, it right. barely <laughs> takes that long to reach like all over the I, world. I felt like it was like you guys should check out Yojimbo. <laughs> I don't know. It was a shout out. Yeah, it was a shout <laughs> out. It was a movie length hey, shout out. You liked this. Hey, I'm, yeah, we don't. Yeah, right. But the reason like, that we bring otherwise the Americans wouldn't watch it. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely true, true especially yeah. this close to World War II. Um, and, I did. Uh, well, no, uh, this is twenty years after. This close to World War Two. Okay. <laughs> that 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 stuck around for way longer than it should have. Closer than it is now. <laughs> yeah, it's closer than it is now. No. Um. Anyway, but the reason I bring this up is because we had the first segment idea to, uh, sort of come up with our own uh, hasty reimaginings of. Uh, if we were going to tales. rip something off, which yes. different setting would we place it? Yeah, exactly. Because the change of setting does make a pretty big difference going from feudal Japan to, uh, right outside the border, uh, in. Civil War, uh, United States. That's true. It is actually in the 1870s, at least. Okay, I thought it was 1964. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah, right it, <laughs> I was reading a, a little bit about it. There's a tombstone that says like 1870 something on it, but oh. then there's like one of them has a gun that wasn't really okay. But like the, the production oh my of this God. movie, the production of this movie was so hastily slapped together oh, yeah. that those details could have just completely slipped by. Apparently, Sergio Leone was not concerned about accuracy. Just no, because he, yeah, yeah. he wasn't famous yet. He didn't have clout yet. He's this movie Italian. had to come out. Whoa! The Italians, I said that already. The Italians don't no, care I'm, about I'm, this stuff? I'm Is saying that, that, yeah, he's in it for the vibe, not for the accuracy. Well, that's Italian trait. Yeah, that's well, weird I mean, like, Italian stereotype. Well, no, hold well, on. Seven, I, I'm, I'm on Clint Seth's Eastwood, who wasn't released until 1930. <laughs> Uh, you have to Google how old he is. Yeah, he's, like he's 92. Yeah, yes, he is. He can't use it. Yeah, I was surprised to no find that he was No wonder he thought Obama alive. was in that chair. Yeah. <laughs> he's old. This is the only Clint Eastwood fact yeah. I know. I brought it up like five times when we were watching. Yeah. So in order to kind of get your uh, brain juices flowing, I wanted to bring up another example of this Ooh. phenomenon. Oh, that cool. one that uh, is way less malicious, I will say, which is um, the Coen brothers... Uh, Brother, oh brother, where art thou? Is the Odyssey, but set in uh, you know 1900s uh, America, continental yeah. US, oh, okay. with George Clooney and more singing. Wow, I thought that was a, a a Greek like I thought they were just doing the Odyssey. They are doing the Odyssey, but I thought it I thought oh. it was set then. Oh yeah, 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 I never I've never seen it. Yeah, it starts with the main characters breaking out of a chain gang. It's really good. Oh, cool. 
Um, I've never I, seen the Odyssey or read it. Yeah, or, check it out. Pretty good. <laughs> check it out. The hero's <laughs> awesome. journey. Should I check it out? <laughs> the, the, the concept of story is pretty good. <laughs> we'll do it for the show the pretty scaffolding soon. scaffolding of all storytelling. We just, have to, we just have to make it a joke, and then we'll have to do it for the yep, show. So. It'll happen. I'm working on that with Moby Dick. I'm, I'm like almost We're doing there. Moby like, Dick for DS next week. <laughs> oh, good God. Um, um well, there's also the Romeo. And, I mean, Shakespeare's stuff is ripe for this. Right. It's like oh, yeah. the Romeo and Juliet. But who's the guy? Is that Baz Luhrmann who does that? I think the one in uh, like the one, the 90s LA or something. But I mean, oh, Romeo. If, you, if we're getting Romeo into plus <laughs> Juliet, yeah. not Romeo cross Juliet. Like if we're Japanese getting lizards. into it, then uh, West Side Story is also basically that. West yeah, Side Story is also uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet yeah. in a different era. Jets and the Sharks. Yeah, instead of the. Uh, Capulets and the Montagues. And you brought up a, a Macbeth that was in Feudal Japan or something? Which oh, um, I was talking about Akira Kurosawa's Ran, which takes a lot from uh, Shakespeare and is, suppo- is supposed to be really good. I, w- I really want to see that one. Mm. I have not seen it. But um, There's also some good, I think there's a more modern Hamlet, too. Oh, yeah, they do a bunch of those. A lot of I definitely... Oh, right, the so... Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Controversial. All right. So bleep, bleep here is... My pitch. All right, let's right. hear it. Okay. Right. What do you got? Okay. I'm thinking Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Okay. Yep. Many. Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> what? So is the ghost in the machine, perhaps? Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll be visited by three spirits. Yeah, the, echo, the echoes of these. Uh, he goes online to. He, see the yeah, ghost. Yeah, it's like, yeah. All right, all right. Hold on. Bob Cratchit is like he, a programmer. Yeah. Like crunched. You guys too are much doing all my work for me. He's doing too he much. He still has on. the. He still has the pajamas though. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and my, there's still no heat in the office. My uh, initial like uh, thoughts on this were like, oh, it would be funny to do a Christmas Carol, and I'm like, okay, what's another like setting that is known for its like horrible, uh, you know, oh. treatment of underclass? Yeah, he's like and, a a big CEO, a big yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can still do like most everything that you can do in a Christmas. Yeah, we talking e currency. because he's a banker in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, he can absolutely yeah. still crypto. be a banker. Yeah. That's not that. It's but not. I think it should be crypto. It should be worse. It should be worse. Should Digital be money. Digital. I'm thinking that he, you know, he falls asleep with his VR dick sucking helmet on. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he's visited by three big titty ghosts. <laughs> big Cam, titty projections. Like I, say, I was just saying. I'm thinking like the lady in Blade Runner, the AI girlfriend. There's yeah, one, one of those. Leads over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. This is good. We should like, do this. <laughs> like you know, when the ghost of Christmas Future points that finger, you can tell that she has a huge ass and yeah, you're like hey huge, wait a minute which model did you get off the store for yeah. this boob jiggle when she goes like this and points towards his e-grave or whatever. it's yours Ebenezer <laughs> what, what's the bit of food that Ebenezer thinks might be stuck in his uh, stomach undigested a bit uh, of soylent undigested soylent <laughs> a piece of, a fragment of an underdone piece hmm, of soylent a bit of data stuck in the old belly <laughs> not yet downloaded <laughs> That's so uh, funny. That's fragment. always the line I remember for some reason. That's the one that sticks with me. I remember so many little lines from uh, from a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I, well, I we love. used to see yeah, it yeah. every year at uh, mm-hmm. the Trinity Theater in Providence. That's right, and they do a lot of uh, time. That's like, right. They have done this many you times. Were the choir boys? No, no, we didn't. We weren't oh, in see it. it. Yeah, Sorry, I thought you said sing it. Man, I wish that would be great. Nick was a choir boy. I was for a little while. I was a little drummer boy. Yeah, I mean, which is especially appropriate at Christmas time, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I was just, like, trying to think of, like, what 
is important about this setting and what is not. Like, like so many of that things about that story are just fundamental human elements that could work in any setting. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it's a little weird in others, right? Like, um, you know, if you go too far back in time, like, a lot of the conceptions of, of money and power and things start to break down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, how come some nobody just shoots everybody's screwed with a gun like, <laughs> or, or kills him with a sword? Like, I, like if you go far back enough, it's like, oh, well, wait, hold someone on. someone would have what, stopped this. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, hold on. If there was mob rule, what, what's, what's what's going on here? But um, then uh, you know, if you bring it too far forward, you're just doing Scrooged uh, with. Uh, oh Murray, yeah, that's a, what that's a, good a great, fucking movie. Great, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one, one of, of my favorites. Biggest asshole Bill Murray character. It's so ever. good. He, is he turns it up so much. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It's really Real good. Mean guy. Yeah. So I was trying to like go in a different direction from just doing that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do any of you guys have any examples? I I've been really I've been rolling this around in my head. I really want to do something with Alien, but it doesn't make any oh. sense to have oh, Alien yeah, the be point anywhere. Of, I was just thinking like, what is a movie that the setting is too important know, that it can't what... be switched? I was gonna say there will be. I I just keep going for because we've been watching all these Stanley Kubrick movies lately. Sure. Because another podcast we like blank checks going through all that. So I keep thinking blank on the moon. Yeah. And so. I was going to say, like, a, a movie landing. that's too based on its setting being, like, there will be blood. Mm-hmm. Like, the time and place is too important in that. It's like, well, what if it was on the moon? What if he was drilling getting, like, for oil on moon the moon? Moon oil or something, right? <laughs> I like the idea of a self-made businessman who colonizes the moon. It's like, <laughs> that's good. I built this. It's I all like my that. thing. I, I was thinking that. Space milkshake. <laughs> space shake. Milk space. Um, but I also, I, I listened to a podcast on The Shining milk today. Milk space for only $5 a month, and you can get such bonuses. <laughs> no, we're not doing ads for milk space. <laughs> They're fucked up. You uh, don't know that. They have I, some I, real... I, I just made them up. How do you know that you're fucked up? The founder They have some real space, human rights violations. Like, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. Right, look, I just because I committed a couple of human rights violations in between making it up, and right now... <laughs> the, the people they milk at milk space don't have bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, they're non-union. It's, yeah, they're all scab labor. Off. Anyway, uh, The Shining on the Moon. So I was like, gonna, <laughs> I, when you mentioned Kubrick, I was thinking, okay, what's a good place to put The Shining? I was thinking The Shining in an elevator would be very good. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you put so, there's so much blood in there. How are you going to Where does the, the blood the come story? out? Uh, of a hotel? Yeah. No, the access hatch. <laughs> oh, okay. He has to take care it's of the like elevator. Slime on Nickelodeon or something. It's just like a, 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 an amount of blood. But I was just, you know, how do you. Ex- uh, um, intensified the isolation in The Shining. You're like, oh, you're in a hotel, you can't leave until the winter. Oh, you're in a space station, which I think the movie Moon is kind of about that. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's like the only one on a space station. And he's like keeping it up and running. I think I know. like that idea. And then some crazy shit happens. But we'll, you guys talked about Alien. I think you could do a lot. Not obviously not all of it, but I think you could do a lot of Alien on like a big boat. You know, like a big, like not necessarily a pirate ship, but like a trading vessel or something like that during like the East India Company days. All right. But who's mm. the alien? Like a guy gets on there? Yeah, you can still have a creature. Could be a fish man. Could like crawl out of the water. I was thinking yeah. fish man too. That's mm-hmm. not bad. And, mer- and mermen traditionally do have curses applied to them. Or, or so. they would have to go, well, like an alien, they have, they go somewhere to check something out. So yes. like you find an island and there's yeah. a cursed monster on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, so I mean, like you that's don't not a bad one. Not everyone has to go to the space future or the cyber future. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. jumped but, on your but thing. Like, that's true. But like, also, what's you know, a movie we could send back in time? A movie that we could send back in time. I was something thinking something like, we could bring up to the modern day, which is always a cursed thing to do. Yeah, I yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like you know, they, we just brought up Scrooge, and that yeah. works because yeah. it's such a foundational story. And also, it's none of the things have that have gotten worse. Yeah, none <laughs> of the things that were fucked up about uh, Charles Dickens' time have changed, except for the child labor laws got slightly more strict in some countries. I think um, we could we could bring Ready Player One. Back. All right. Back in time. No, no, no. You're gonna, I'm going to force you to smoke the whole pack on that. Tell me how you're going to do it. All right. Um, it would just be exactly how life is right now. That does. That would suck. I it just got bad. owned. Did everyone know I just got completely owned? Uh, Spielberg. <laughs> how can you do this to me? Yeah, it would just be Mark Zuckerberg or it would be, um, what's his face, uh, Palmer Lucky, mm-hmm. um, who just made his, his fucking... Yeah, Sword Art Online bit. Yeah, his... Yeah. Yeah, oh, SAO yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, that, that's all it would be. What They're about, doing it right yeah, now. We're pretty close um, to that already, right? How about Jurassic Park, but in dinosaur times? Oh, they have a park for <laughs> Human <laughs> park. They're too Human dangerous. Park. You can't leave them alone. The dinosaurs are like, this was yeah, not right. And then they create civilization. That's yeah. why they're wiping out the dinosaurs. Yeah, and everybody hates it. They're building a society. And the dinosaurs they're like, are like, we have no. to stop this. <laughs> oh, what's the Life clever, finds a way. What's the clever girl line? Uh, clever guy. guy. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I forgot that I had something written down. It's okay. two word pitch. Ooh. I think you guys are gonna love this. You asked what movies we could bring back to the past. Citizen Cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The guy who invents fire is like. <laughs> it's like well, wait. What is he nostalgic yeah. about? Because what's 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 the toy he had? No, like he, rock. He, 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 <laughs> he had rock. rock. He had rock. But uh, well, he remembers the wheel so yeah. fondly. <laughs> He's like, I remember, I remember before we used to walk upright. Uh, bring me back. Yeah. yeah. We were I'd swimming like around in the water. <laughs> Pre-evolution. Australopithecus. Both these movies, Yojimbo and uh, Fistful of Dollars, have room-destroying scenes. Yes. And Citizen Kane has famously the best mm, room-destroying scenes. Absolutely. Scene. But how you do that in a cave? <laughs> they have, like, very meager tools and things set up. And it's just like, like there's not he even a whole... He knocks over cow tools. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Sweeps spears. He like kicks the remnants of a fire that's gone out. He like, rubs off a cave painting yeah, off, yeah. off the wall. Come on, Cam, you're helping me out here. Really this, yeah, this is really cave-in. good. Yeah. What? He has a cave in. Yeah, yeah, but then he's stuck in there. Then, the then he got to do another movie. Would, yeah. Movie. Uh, yeah, so I think I think Citizen Cave could work. Citizen <laughs> Cave is not bad. <laughs> what other caves can we put in? <laughs> now I just want to do caveman movies. <laughs> well, what movies, what movies is the advent of any technology at all not important to you? <laughs> uh, catch, like... catch Me If You Cave. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going straight for the pun now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of movies with one syllable C words in them. <laughs> Um, I feel like you could probably still do draws. A few good cave. Uh, cave Cino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, That's it. Jaws, but it's a megalodon. 
Okay. In... Uh, yeah. Mm. Need a Maybe Jason Statham, Statham isn't There's it? There's so much commerce is so important to Jaws that I love the idea of just cavemen sitting around going, no, rock profit too high. Rock vacation. Seb was purely, surely doing the joke about The Meg, the movie about the Jaws ripoff about the Megalodon, right? I want a okay, Jaws right. ripoff, though. That's well, a, it's a I'm sitting here movie. so mad about how you guys are treating cavemen. <laughs> Oh, we're not right. doing it accurately enough for right. you? I have trade routes. Fuck you. They did. They did. Get out of here. They were dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done better. Dirt and fuck Those rocks. guys suck. Eat dirt and fuck rock. Eat dirt fuck rock. That was their name. <laughs> that guy's name was Eat Dirt Fuck Rock. Because you know why? You want to know why that was his name? Because he's he, a respected member he of the community. Rocks and ate dirt. Yeah. Or fucked dirt and ate rocks. Ooh, that was a different guy. <laughs> you can't get them confused. Now who's being disrespectful? Yeah. God, the individual. All these cavemen names just sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different culture. They value different things. Oh, Christ. Um, Do we have any more really funny bits? 2001, a cave odyssey. <laughs> it's just all the it's monkey bars. mostly the beginning. <laughs> Monolith never comes. It's no, just apes. It's mostly apes the whole time. They don't invent anything. Society does not forget. <laughs> more movies should be about society not. It was anything. better back then. It looked not that bad. They were vibing. They don't really show the... The downsides of just kind of hanging out, with picking boys. bugs <laughs> off your buddies. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't think there's what, a lot of downsides. You, they would hang out with those weird ant eater guys, yeah. and like, then they just kill one later, and they still hang out with them later. They well, eat it. I guess. Humans kill each other, but they do still hang out. Sometimes that's true. Not me. <laughs> you don't kill people, or you don't hang out with people. either. <laughs> I guess you don't have to do either. You can leave. If you want to. Uh, what movies have we done for the show? I think... Uh, um, sorry to Bother Cave. Uh, Perfect Cave. Sorry to what cave about... you. Perfect sorry to... Uh, sorry. I, I, now I regret ever bringing up the cave stuff. I'm, I'm into it. Cave I like. Story. I think cave culture is coming back. We're going to be big. It's like when we were all big in Australia as a culture. Oh, well, so well, there was the also a caveman fad in the 90s. I'm there was? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, they were thinking about all the caveman video games. That yeah. Nick Kroll uh, movie that nobody... Or was it? Are you thinking of Year One? The Jack Black? Movie? No, that's the other one. That's the next no, one I was going to No, you're thinking of the uh, Nick Kroll TV show that was about the cavemen from the Geico. Oh, yeah. That's what good. What was it called? Cavemen, I think. So really? Easy like... Citizen Cave could do it. <laughs> Nick, you famously don't like ads. And now you come <laughs> well, on No, the that's show. the tagline for my movie. That has nothing to do with advertising. It's already been greenlit. Suck if your tagline was a ripoff of an ad i guess yeah. that probably happens all the time yeah because that there's sucks. some really creative re- bankrupt people in very well it's also it's just power. easy access to something that people get it's like well yeah it's, you've it's seen a, it's a cheat code ad. to memory somebody mm-hmm. else did this yeah. and, uh, it's a shortcut I, I, you've yeah. all had to see it right? absolutely all right so uh how far back do you think you could go when evil dead still makes sense pretty far guys e- in a bad house evil cave evil you could cave. probably go back to the to the middle Sorry. ages Ooh. <laughs> oh there it is army of darkness but 
further back? <laughs> Basically to the invention of writing, I think you can get It's a guy in the medieval times who gets transported back to cave time. And he's like, check this out, sword. It's just the, the apes from uh, 2001. From 2001. the apes from 2001, do you? Uh, That's really true. Good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> I had a good time watching those guys. Should we take the break now? Yeah, I think we got it. We got a lot of good pitches out there before we went no, into Cape I, Town. I don't know if that means. I think so. I think The Shining on the Moon is great because then you really get to do. It would be fucked up with if a guy on the moon killed the other guy with yeah. a rock. Yes, that is the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that movie has been made. I guess kind of. You could Prometheus even get the shot of uh, Jack in the snow, except it's moon dust. Moon dust, yep, yeah. and it's cold on the moon, of course. It's we very all cold know on that. And uh, frozen. Um, you have a big, big, there's, there's like a space station. But there wouldn't sure. be any wind. <laughs> I do. I've got wind one one more pitch. I have not thought this out. I've not thought this out more than about 30 seconds. Right. But good fellas, but they're pirates. What I do we like think? Hmm. I mean, organized in the sense that piracy is uh, a, a way that For as crime long as is I can organized. Remember, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a pirate. They yeah. still rob. Describing One Piece. They still rob an airport though. Still He's still scared of a helicopter at the end. They still walk through the restaurant. He does coke. Um, <laughs> He's driving around. <laughs> He's driving it's around. It's the same movie. They just keep opium. staring the sun. Oh yeah, opium. That's good. That is good. Like an opium guy. Like What's it? Could still be oranges. Mm. Wait, no, it's Godfather. Isn't yeah. It? Well, no, we can do Godfather be, too. Yeah, That'd be fine. I mean, Godfather, pirate. Godfather. You come to uh, me. On the day of my daughter's scallywag. Wait, that doesn't even make any sense. I have to. All right, I'm hitting the emergency exit button. Hit, hit the eject, uh, eject. Yeah. When we come back, we'll be talking about two of cinema's greatest classics. Something you would not know if you listened to this segment. <laughs> the segment with no name. Sorry. This short cigar belongs to the man with no name. This long gun belongs to the man with no name. This poncho belongs to the man with no name. Don't you want to see me? What's wrong, Ramon? your touch shoot to kill you better hit the heart aim for the heart or you'll never stop me the man with no name danger fits him like a tight black glove he is perhaps the most dangerous man who ever lived Coffins ready. (laughs) 
I don't think it's nice you laughing. You see, my mule don't like people laughing. He gets the crazy idea you're laughing at him. Now, if you apologize like I know you're going to, I might convince him that you really didn't mean it. This man with no name is played by Clint Eastwood. He's going to trigger a whole new style in adventure. A Fistful of Dollars is the first motion picture of its kind. It won't be the last. Please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it. The show where we do something different every week. And this week we did something uh, that ended up being two things that's really more of one thing, which is uh, we watched We Yojimbo. did one thing twice. Yeah, we did one thing twice. <laughs> we, we watched Yojimbo and A Fistful of Dollars. Now, these are both classic films in their own right. Uh, well, no, not in their own right. They're, they're both classic films. In one right. In one right. <laughs> um, and uh, this, of course, is one of the earlier this sounds insane to say but uh this is one of the earlier works of akira kurosawa a director mm-hmm. who you know is like known as being the director to come out of japan yeah like, if you know one japanese filmmaker that makes live action movies it's akira kurosawa it's the only one i know you might <laughs> remember rashomon but you <laughs> might also remember it differently uh, than i do yeah <laughs> um what else did he do dude can you pull any more uh, i haven't okay. seen a lot of japanese rashomon movies, so. uh he did he did, of course, Yojimbo. He did Sandro, the direct sequel to that. He did Seven Samurai, mm. one which is widely considered by film freaks to be one of the best ever made. Wow. Um, we should watch it. We should watch it. I've, I, but the cam, that's another one that got ripped off and turned into a Western movie. Mm. What? The Magnificent Seven. Seven. That's right. Oh, really? Yes. That's funny. <laughs> it's like... I thought you were going to say Ocean's Eleven. And then 11. Magnificent <laughs> Seven got remade like six times, yeah. which is especially funny because they're ripping off like a rip off. It's like a copy of a copy. The most recent one... Came out in 2016 with Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. <laughs> you got his ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway. Never um, worked in this town again. He also did Ron. He did Throne Crack. of Blood. He did High and Low. Uh, if any of these uh, sound like things that you have nope. heard. Nope. He did, I'll take uh, your word Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, he boy. Did, Shut uh, up. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> Shut up. Wait, did he not do it? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is the PS4 game yeah. that had a mode called the Kurosawa mode, which just changed it to a black and white filter, mm-hmm. which is like... I get where they're coming from, but like the game was designed to be in color. Though. Yes, it's someone it looks, trying to be nice it and it actually being insulting. Right, yeah. because the thing about Kurosawa's films that he was famous for, he was another guy like uh, like Hitchcock. But I mean, this is even a kind of insulting comparison. Who uh, used black and white after he didn't have to anymore because he liked oh. to, you know, play with uh, light and shadow and. 
he felt that he could do things in black and white that he couldn't do in color. There's another yeah. movie. He was a coward a, who didn't uh, like change. Yeah. No. <laughs> he I don't know about that. After he was forced to yeah. by the man. <laughs> What's an, there's another movie that has a black and white version um, that isn't as good because it's just it just puts a filter. Over Sin it. City. Think of oh no, that one's all in black uh, and white. Sin anyway. City's the, 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 the new Twilight, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Oh no, that's exactly it. Yeah, the new Twilight Zone when they do their their twi- their black and white episodes, mm-hmm. they look bad because they're just they're not putting shot a little fucking... for black and white. Mm-hmm. They're like they're just uh, a regular episode that with a filter yeah. Over and it. like I'm not saying oh they should have reshot all those, but it's like oh it just you can tell it doesn't look as good because yeah. it's a different type of uh, media now. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Now um, this is also a collaboration between. Uh, um, Akira Kurosawa and Toshiro Mifune, who is the lead actor in this uh, film, mm. and would go on to be work with Kurosawa sixteen times. Good lord! I mean, there are a lot of director actor relationships where there's like, oh, I'll call, I'll call my boy. I'm making a movie. I'll call my boy. He's got to be in it. Yeah. But I cannot think of any like that where Burn it's like, Depp? oh yeah, what sixteen though? No, not sixteen movies. Not no way. How many movies has Tim Burton made? Maybe Johnny Depp will be in Tim Burton's next movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you think he's got like six more? I think it's probably maybe six. I don't think we're getting over ten like that. So uh, I don't know. I'd Eugene say more Bo- like who's DiCaprio's guy? Uh, Nolan. 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 Nolan's yeah, only made like, like ten movies. Nolan has not made right? sixteen yeah. films. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone close to that. Is, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is like sixteen yeah. is a fucking lot of yes. movies. There are people who make a lot of movies, but they usually burn through their actors when they do that. You know. Hmm. Like, uh, well, I mean, we were talking movies. about. Uh, I just mentioned Hitchcock. Hitchcock made a lot of movies, but he did not stick with one actor or actress for any amount of time like yeah. that. There was one. I was. Um, listening to a pod about Psycho where he was like uh-huh. he said something horrible to the main actress in that it was like you I will I can't use you again. he like talked to her like she was a tool to be mm-hmm. used like you are now the Psycho girl you will ne- I can't Janet put Lee. yeah I can never put you in any of my other movies I don't think it was Janet Lee. I think it was oh no it must have been yeah maybe it was a sister I don't know doesn't matter yeah I guess I guess it could be there are a couple of other female main female characters in that movie yeah, well, oh, I'm yeah Mrs. Totally Bates butch- I'm butchering that story <laughs> yeah, yeah so- Mrs. Bates <laughs> the, the actress Mrs. Bates. <laughs> well um, so I don't know about all of you but I first watched uh, Yojimbo for a, uh, a college film class mm. world cinema where it's like okay wow. we're going around the world and I had the wonderful wonderful experience of having seen A Fistful of Dollars first oh. and not knowing that Yojimbo was that movie mm. real so American slowly as I'm watching the movie I'm like hey wait, wait a minute a did they do a steal yeah what the hell you're telling me, you're telling me, and th- that led me to mistakenly believe that the other two uh, Clint Eastwood, Sergio Leone uh, westerns <laughs> sure. were also must be stolen movies as well. That's which what they I assumed. Are, which they are not. Yeah, we were talking about this, and I, I, it's been a while since I had seen A Few Dollars More. So I'm like, that could be something because it feels archetypal. But once he got to the good, the bad, the ugly, that is such a self-indulgent movie, yeah. it could not be possibly be based it on must, anything. Or A Few Dollars <laughs> More, more is that, original. That one's... Yeah. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the, the Ugly seems to be the most famous of the three. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes, it was his like, in, insanely indulgent third one. It's like, <laughs> I'm famous now. I on. think the reason it's famous, I mean, outside of it being a really fucking good movie, yeah, yeah. is um, that 
the the score has lived on forever. Oh, Eddie, Eddie Morricone. They use it in Modelo commercials now. I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, the like, local restaurant Rio Salado also does that. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, any of Morricone is like kind of stretch, flexing his muscles in in you know a fistful of dollars. It's good. It's very good. Like it's incredibly good. But like you know, you see it when, develop. <laughs> yeah, when he gets better every time, and then when you get to good, the bad, and the ugly, it's like oh uh, yeah, Clint Eastwood's good, but this is actually. The star I'm watching of the movie. a movie, but <laughs> yeah. it is mostly this really good music. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's um. I think I'm also when they got to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. One of the things I remember the trivia about that film is that uh, Eddie Morricone, the director, was like, "Okay, okay, okay, I don't want to shoot this scene until the music comes back because I want to set this to the music because his oh. music is so good." Uh, <laughs> which is, and you know, one of the quirks of Italian. I'm getting, I'm mixing all the thoughts together here, but one of the quirks of Italian filmmaking, um, uh, Fistful of Dollars being an Italian film, is that no matter lo- what language it was in, even Italian. They would dub the audio in afterwards. Yeah. So nobody yeah, and a I lot of the actors are speaking different languages to each other because oh they don't God. all speak the same language. So you know the English dub is just it seems like kind of a mess, and that's because it was it was a as we were discussing it is a an Italian German American production being shot in Spain. Yeah. Uh, based on a, yeah, based on yeah, a Japanese, Japanese movie. <laughs> it didn't actually look too bad to me, like there, or sound too it's bad. Not, to it's me, not except for looking the one bad. Kid. It's some like background. It's like the, oh, the kid's really bad. The kid is There's some background guys. Obviously not that, a child. You go that way. I'll go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I said to Alex, I was like, I'm not gonna bring up Kung Pao. I know I want to, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, but yeah, the um, I I was doing some weird mental gymnastics, of, and I decided to stop. I was just like, I just need to watch the movie. But it's like the the weird like i was like is this dubbed over and is this what people are thinking of when they think of like the classic you know godzilla like someone says oh, mouths a full sentence and then like somebody they says say, okay exactly because <laughs> uh, yeah they're you American but it was godzilla so it was very clear like some of the gang guys which maybe yeah. you you saying that they were speaking different languages kind of like yeah that's why that makes like obviously Quint Eastwood isn't speaking Italian. In he is not. <laughs> like that's where it's the most to obvious. Speak English. Yeah, <laughs> he barely that's says true. anything. He says, oh, "Yeah, yeah." That's one of the one of the funnier differences between the two movies is that um, Toshiro Mufune as Sandro talks a lot. Like he's a he's a talkative guy. He's kind of a snarky guy who's like looking mm. to, always looking to like get himself into and out of these situations. Whereas Clint Eastwood solves most of his problems by looking sternly at people. And squinting. And, yeah, and squinting. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe saying one word if necessary. God, the most squinting ever done uh-huh. in a movie. Ever. I felt like at the beginning of the movie, um, the man with no name, Clint Eastwood's <laughs> character, uh, was more talkative than Sanjuro was at the beginning of Well, because he has the, snar- the, the little speech that you, you laughed at my mule. You see my oh, mule. Yeah. Yeah. See my mule thinks. Yeah. He's like yeah. lays out the whole plan. Yeah. I I agree with you. But I think that he's more talkative know, with the the cantina owner. Yeah, that's true. Sanjiro, or well, eventually Sanjiro is very talkative with um. Yeah. Gon Gonji. Yes. Wow. Then, yeah. Eventually Good he's pull. uh very talkative with him, but at first like the the um. What's that place called? It's not an inn. It's, it's, it's like a bar. Yeah. No, I'm talking about um, Yojimbo. Yojimbo. Um, you can still call anyway. it a saloon. It's a sure. soba yeah. shop. 
It's a soba shop? No, it's a, I don't know. It's a bar. It's, 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 it's a, a bar. There, there's, there is a food cop. there or there was once. Uh, anyway. There's rice there. Uh, there yeah, is there's rice food there. There, there was there's once. There's sake there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, at first, he's like, it, like the um, barkeeper is just like, so, like, he has this big, long monologue, and Sanjiro just kind of, like, sits there, like, I love stroking the, his the chin like Cam's doing. from Toshiro Mifune of, like, just, Man, like, giving so much it. character to mm-hmm. this guy. Like, this guy who literally does the thing that we like to joke about sometimes. Like, hey, what's your name? And he looks outside, and the, th- he, the thing, he's, this thing he sees is Lamp. the mulberry field. <laughs> and so he's like, uh, all right, I'm 30 years old. San, three juro the field and it's like uh, uh and that's how he comes up with himself his uh his name yeah he, he was like my name is 30 year mulberry field but yeah. i'm almost 40 yeah that's yeah, he said. yeah. <laughs> that's funny so and you know that's so that's like already like okay this guy's not even giving up his own name to like this person who mm-hmm. he's helping but at the same time you see him like he's always relaxed he's uh even though he does have his sword on him and he's constantly surrounded by danger most of the time he's got his arms inside the kimono stroking his chin like showing you i my hand is nowhere near my sword i'm not even i'm not worried about it at all yeah uh just relaxing max and relaxing absolutely scheming even i wish i had a i wish it was socially acceptable in the west to do that with your shirt or like yeah, practical yeah because my my arms and hands would be much warmer all the time <laughs> i tried to do it as a bit for the show and it was so yeah our clothes are not made <laughs> so for it, wearing, but a big kimono is, but i'm is wearing just, a button up just... i should be able to button it yeah. to a point well, no, where you're... but it needs to be so wide yeah. to fit yeah. my arms your sleeves and, and your clothes are not wide and loose enough as a um you so need an Alex, xl shirt i'm yeah. going this to ask is, i think uh, this might be a double xl i'm going to ask you where the oh, um hmm? where this idea for an episode comes from and then i'll give a little summary of uh of this because we kind of have jumped all over the place okay um i think i brought this up at the end of the episode last week but this was uh interestingly a suggestion from uh, last week's guest's wife and friend of the show Haley, uh who had also watched yojimbo in a film class and had i think she i think she said she had watched both of these and done the compare contrast and she's like that would be fun to do for the show and uh, that was something that i had been thinking about anyway because I like, um, yeah, no, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I like Western movies and had never seen uh, very many samurai movies at all. So, well, I mean, it was if like you cool. Only watch the ones that Akira Kurosawa made. You will still have seen like sixteen of them. What they was are the all one quite good? George had his watch. That it was Thirteen Assassins, and that was way after him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, but as yeah, you know, yeah that was a newer one. That we've but, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was, that, was that was good. And I always like to bring up Sword of the Stranger, which is just uh, an yeah. excuse for cool an anime, anime movie. Yeah. I've seen yeah, Hashimon before, the, I think. The guy who fucks cut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Famously. Oh, yeah, do you guys see him had, getting laid, dude? Only has an eight-minute scene where he has sex with a bunch of people. He's fucking laying pipe. And nobody yeah. else saw we that version like, of the movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, check out yeah. uh, Three Years Ago. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, this is a good excuse to experience a piece yeah. of culture. And I the compare-contrast is really, really stark contrast. here because they are the same. Yeah, I had wanted to do... I had been kind of in a Western movie mood, too. I did go on a downloading spree, and got, I got, like, 15 Western movies. So I will be continue to watch them. I, uh, I am looking but, forward to hearing your opinion on those, because I, I definitely have some that I really, really love. Yeah. I'm always interested in the Western genre, but then I'm like, do I really want to watch those? Because I do think they're all 
the good, the bad, and the ugly three hour dry like indulgent. That's the only movies, one that's like that. <laughs> I know, but I like watching this one. It was it was pretty snappy. We'll we'll get to it. But ninety nine um, minutes. Yeah, pretty good. Good time. Good runtime. But mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to check it out. I, I keep joking that I'm gonna play Red Dead Redemption two, mm. just to get fully. That's in the longer Western than any zone. of these movies. Yeah, good. You were <laughs> joking last week that doing the double feature of playing Ghost of Tsushima and playing Red Dead Redemption two. Uh, <laughs> two that's, that's two great. games that take from these movies that we're watching. That'd be funny. Yeah, we watch Deadwood and uh, watch. Is there a Samurai TV show? Samurai Champloo. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, why not? It's a good show. Deadwood's good, but I always get kind of bored. Okay. So anyway, uh, Alex. Uh, Hello. Yeah. What's um, up? Yeah. You had seen Fistful of Dollars before. Yes. Years and years and years ago, though. I, I, these, um, the two dollars movies. I, I've seen, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly a lot because I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the two dollars movies in forever, so I really, really conflated what happened in each one. Which is in- funny because they are pretty different, mm-hmm. uh, at least now that I have watched one of them again and can put those things into two different piles is now. Is there any continuity between three? It's, or just, it's just that Clint Eastwood, Eastwood is the man with no name. Eastwood is the yeah. man with no name. He, he wanders in, he, he wanders a, out. <laughs> he wears a poncho in uh, one and two. We yeah. love it. And uh, at the end of three, which is I a like prequel, he picks up the poncho, which lets you know that it was a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> he it's like yeah. a Nina Jones. Those, I was reading yeah. one of those does actually happen during the Civil War. That's good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh cool. great. Very prominently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watch I haven't watched that one. Great movie. Great, right. great movie. But it is three hours long, so yep. you, you do need to. We're going to do it for the I show, I think. Uh, my next episode, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was I was going to pitch, uh, if you wanted to do this again, doing uh, Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven. Oh, that would be fun. I, I In downloading a bunch of Western movies, I, I've also thought of a lot of fun double features because all of those famous Westerns have been remade so many times. Mm-hmm. Like... I would love to watch both of the True Grits and both of the 310 to Yumas, mm-hmm. having not seen either of those two mo- pairs of movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so interesting to be like, okay, this is a classic Western, and then we're going to remake it in like the 2010s. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, people still liked it. So it's like, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm, it's, it's exciting to me to hear this because I think that a lot of people in the U.S. have kind of the experience of knowing about uh, a fistful of dollars, even if they haven't seen it, yeah, because of it's Clint Eastwood's image so as a iconic. cowboy is what yeah. propelled him to fame. Like he yeah. did other things, but like that's before Dirty Harry. It's like that's what made him famous. And absolutely, uh, and man, does he play a handsome cowboy? Ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was all Emily was talking about the entire time we were watching. <laughs> I mean, the movie. Jesus Christ, there's yeah. a reason he. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Holy moly, just needs to be a, a strong, cool Hawkeye. Yeah, that's right. And he's and, got a cool name. And yeah. <laughs> you have to have a cool Clint name if Eastwood. you're a cool hot yeah. guy. Um, some, one of the things, pieces of trivia that I like that is so appropriate for this show is that um, uh, Jotaro Kujo of uh, Stardust Crusaders is based mm-hmm. on Clint Eastwood explicitly from Iraqi. And uh, Emily loves both of those characters. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, those are both so high. And I'm like, you really have a type, huh? Wait, it's, what? Isn't he a dumbass? Jotaro? No. No, he's, no, he's smart. Which no, he's cool. Dumb? Which one's dumb? He's the Polnareff, probably. The son, probably? I guess. I don't know. I, a little we, dumb. Oh, okay. Oops, sorry. Uh, they can all be a little bit. They dumb can all be a little bit. Jotaro, Jotaro, cool Jotaro is the strong. Huh. He's too cool type, for school. You know? He's cool the star. He's <laughs> Mr. Oh, star Joseph Platinum. is kind of dumb. Which series? This doesn't matter. This we is part three. Do. The one uh, we watched for the podcast. Guy. Yes. Oh, okay. The one with the school uniform and the hat that doesn't make sense. Jotaro. One who goes yari yari does it. Yeah. I don't really see that comparison, but 
Oh, I haven't watched it. The guy who made it said he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say he's wrong, but I just didn't. I didn't. I just I, the reason that the I mean, comparison Stardust rings Crusaders true to me is, is because Emily said I find both those characters. Yeah, hot. it works. Yeah, you can tell that the system <laughs> yes. works. Yeah, the definitive evidence. But speaking of the system, uh, we start with Yojimbo. Sure. Uh, where we see our character, a, a nameless samurai, forced to come up with one later. He comes up with Sandro, mm-hmm. uh, which we already gave the story of a little bit earlier. He throws a stick in the air and lets that determine which way he's going to walk as yeah, he yeah. wanders on. Very cool. Uh, you think he ever just ends up going back where he went? Probably not. That's, <laughs> as soon as he you did can't that, can't re-roll. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah stick right? with it. Like, what if he went and it just like is like a you know almost one eighty? Well, like he could have picked the other side of the stick. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So he ends up wandering into this town uh, that is like that is he looking he's he first asks for some water then he gets uh, some rice and uh he is told first by the sheriff in quotes mm-hmm. like oh i'm i'm the law in this town so i i probably shouldn't uh i'd hire you myself but you know i'm the cops <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's, he's, like, he's kind of a yeah. weaselly little guy yeah, he's yeah. always a like a weird ah. little freak as yeah. i like yeah, yeah, to like say rundown he gives you the tutorial of this area he uh, he's like okay <laughs> there are two major gangs here we have one who runs silk and has a brothel and we have one who runs sake uh and i, I this is he doesn't say this at first but this is the one guy who has a gun is in, is in that gang <laughs> yeah that's um, important it is, is it, important aren't there three brothers there or no is yes it, okay i think so um i just watched this i should really be able to answer yeah, that more confidently Inosuke, yeah. um uno. uno is the one with the gun Uno something, and I don't remember the name of the guy, yeah. last guy. Um, terribly important. So, uh, in order to pay back the, what the debt he owes, in a, or what he perceives as the debt he owes to this, uh, this man who gives him rice and water, he's like, okay, I am going to, you know, solve this town's gang problem, basically. Because... The, one of the things that surprised me initially is that uh, when watching uh, Yojimbo is that uh, is that Sandro definitely has a more like oh uh, he's not blatantly heroic but he's definitely like I am here to solve the problem in this town as opposed to just yeah. I am here to make money and kill people which is oh, what really? Clint Eastwood is doing. Well, I, he does he, have a line where he's like, "There are they've they've both got a lot of money, and all of them deserve to die." Yes, which is, well, <laughs> that's the, I think that wow. that's the difference. It's him yeah. saying deserve to die. He's making the moral judgment yeah. as opposed to just saying I could kill them if I wanted to. He's being well, righteous um, about it. At kind the of. time, gambling in Japan had a. Uh, a sentence of death. I was so, I was really wondering yeah, we were if they were subtitling that differently, or if like them saying gambler meant something else. But I guess that makes sense if it was like outlawed. If it was really yeah, that Japan taboo. Japan has like a a complicated history with gambling, and it's it's that mm-hmm. like I don't want to fall it, in with those gamblers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's okay, sure. Such a point. Dice in the alley. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll outlaw it, and the sentence for that is death. And now they still have really restrictive laws that they have gotten around mm-hmm. with things like pachinko. They have to be really, they're not even really sneaky with it, but mm-hmm. they, they find loopholes to be allowed it, to it's gamble. It's so funny as an American where it's so legal to mm-hmm. 
absolutely Wait, destroy they, your entire life. Yeah, they don't they have just any launched sports betting websites for a couple of years, and then they just came back. And they said, mm. but the money, though. Yeah, <laughs> and now the casino <laughs> near us has, like, a DraftKings booth. Ugh. Um, and they got rid of the cool brewery to put it in there. Yeah, we need a uh, life anytime legally. <laughs> we need a, we need a Sandra to come around anyway. Mm, <laughs> kill all those gamblers. Yeah. So, uh, one of the so you basically you're watching uh, Sandro play the two gangs against each other. Yeah. What by offering to work for both of them, and. Uh, trading, secrets yeah, trading secrets and and, uh, and and setting up schemes. Yeah. And. Basically, how he like you know works to set things right in this town that is so full of like corruption and death, and uh, he makes a lot more death before the end of it. Oh, um, yeah, and then I liked he, that he's like not he's not. I, I I don't know if I disagree with the I mean the the righteousness thing, but he's like I'm not with one of these guys as right. opposed to the other. It's like right. he just really makes it clear that he doesn't care. He's playing the winning team. He doesn't mm-hmm. care which side yeah. is on and right. he really he wants... tries to make them kill each other before yeah. he kills any of them or right. if he kills any of them it's a calculated risk to make them kill each other mm. doesn't always work <laughs> right uh so seb why don't you actually start us off uh oh, sure so uh, i don't think we should do uh segmented impressions on both movies uh, i would love to give uh, a quick summary of for a few dollars more repeat everything i said for you jimbo but replace it with appropriate cowboy terms uh <laughs> yeah. so he's, he's, he's playing both sides he's making the two gangs in the town fight each other and yeah it's beat for beat make it uh, line for line A-okay. character for character it's the yes same there movie. are there are differences that we will be discussing yeah. but and they are you know important to what makes a film but uh, just so you know how close of a copy this is, Toho won a lawsuit for 15% of the profits of uh, oh. fiscal dollars. Oh, fuck, really? <laughs> yes. That's, That's crazy, great. man. Yes. Wow. Oh, wait, before we get on, do you have any more history on, like, why this happened or how um, this happened? So I was really trying to look up, and I wonder if it's for legal reasons, but they don't have a story where somebody was yeah, just like, right? yeah, I was going to rip this off. Yeah, I, I decided to copy the movie. I, I really I, feel like it was well, done in good faith. I don't I think he was like, I found a really funny gonna... story where Clint Eastwood was like, I saw you, Jimbo, and I thought to myself, man, hey, somebody wait. should have yeah, the Alex guts to make this. a Western picture yeah. out of that. This is from the Wikipedia page. Well, uh, also, the uh, the, prob- the the thing that Emily and I were talking about is that Clint Eastwood's a dickhead, so sure. he could just be like saying that because, like, yeah, yeah, that was my idea first yeah, to, I of to, to rip off Yojimbo yeah. as a Western. Like, I, I definitely thought of that but first. But he, he said he said that, and then when he was handed the script for yeah. Um, yeah, this, for no uh, Fistful of Dollars, he realized within 10 pages that it was actually a ripoff yeah, yeah. of Yojimbo. Yeah. Um, and I don't he believe was that story paid, at all, but no it was fucking yeah. way. He was yeah. only paid $15,000 for the role, which for uh-huh. him already being famous at the time mm-hmm. uh, from Rawhide or whatever is not that much. Even Wait, though that, that is, is crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah even though that fun. was a lot more money back then. Well, this was a not very... This, they did, this production didn't have a lot of money. Yeah, um, back in cowboy times, though, that was a lot but of money. But then, like... Yeah, right? You just imagine yeah, you lived about, in like, a stagecoach, right? <laughs> Immediately, like, when you go up to the next one, when you get to for a few dollars more, already it's like, okay, even though... Uh, this is a real totally, movie Yeah, now. even though we're totally <laughs> taking a bath on Toho taking 15% of our fucking money. That sucks, um, That's brutal. I mean, I we guess are, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, they did steal the whole movie. They should have just bought the script or something. <laughs> like, you just should have just done it legally, and then you wouldn't have to pay 15% of your entire movie profits. Yeah, uh, so, but, you know, by the time they get to the next one, 
uh, all the three main people working together, you know, uh, your Clint Eastwood and Sergio Leone directing and Ennio Morricone doing the score, like, they were already, like, so boosted in stature that they could ask for more money mm-hmm. and, like, get, like, a real, uh, a real budget and a real salary. And it so much comes through in the next movie. But working here, this is, production is still a little sweaty, and I think you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, the town is a little bit... I mean, it's supposed to be kind of sparse, but that it's set just... was already built, which I found very. Oh, interesting. Oh, they just went there. Yeah, they just went there, and that's why it's filmed in, in the Spain. middle of Spain. In Spain. Okay, it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, um... and some and parts of Rome, which is funny to think that like there's a scene where they ride through a canyon, and then it's like, uh, okay, so now we're we're over a border. Jesus now. Christ, it's so um, all over. the Anyway, place. so so I watched you Jimbo first. I think we all did that. Mm-hmm. We we were like, uh, well, let's me, do the but first I'll talk one about first. That later. Oh, not you? Okay, that's fine. Well, uh, the, I mean, you already talked about that. Control, I mean, yeah. yeah, like for this Yes, for episode. this time, I watched Yojimbo. <laughs> yes. uh, I watched Yojimbo second um, as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Weird. for this episode, I watched uh, Yojimbo first because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's go with the right, original right. one and see, you know, what's going on. Makes sense. Um, I really liked it. I remember we watched um, Rashomon for... Um, I think when we were doing our our little, our little like stream movie nights, yeah, we were doing a stream movie night. Me and Nick um, during the early stages of the pandemic, um, so we watched that, and that was really good. That's the one where um, you've got like three people telling their own side of a story, and it's all very different, and they're all all trying to make themselves look good. Um, so he does a lot of clever things with the narrative in this one as well. Like you don't always quite know what Sanjuro is trying to do. Um, they because don't he doesn't tell explain anyone. it. They don't. It, I that you was find out. that was one thing that I noticed a lot more in Fistful of Dollars, where they just said the thing that mm-hmm. they were going to do. Maybe because I already knew the story because I had just watched the story in a different movie. Yeah, but, but yeah, they definitely leave it up to you to intuit what he's like a lack of confidence. Yeah, uh, like maybe. yeah, they're, oh, yeah, they're like, time. oh, the audience isn't gonna understand what he. But once you see Sanjiro do what he's gonna do, you understand. What's he's he sitting yes. in the tower? Yeah, yeah it's like, why is he like... climbing up there? What is he doing? Oh, he's yeah, sitting yeah. back and to watch. We don't need. <laughs> we don't need someone to tell us like, yeah, yeah what, what you're what just Sandro sitting back and watching yeah. this, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I also think that um, I don't know if they actually built the set for um, uh, Yojimbo. I would guess. Yeah, probably did. But they play with the set where they couldn't do that in um, in Fistful of Dollars. I'm forgetting my names. Yeah, right now. You, there's you, a lot of names that I'm going through you're right gonna now. you're going to want to remember, remember the names those of the two, two movies. movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's the I'm flipping names. back and forth between two things. Um, they, they didn't play with that. So what I mean by playing with the set in um, Yojimbo was that in the inn, um, they have these slatted windows. So th- these... Um, Edo yeah, the, era buildings. The shitty Japanese houses that they had have like uh, places to peer peek out of everywhere. Yeah, so they're, it's they're really good. Kind of like windows, and they're just like slats between like. You can slide the whole of side of the house yeah. up. God it damn, those like... were well constructed though. Sure. No, oh yeah. No ever. Japanese so woodwork well is, is insane. Oh, I thought it's you were talking about the because the all they have is wood, not the way the house. Oh was no, built. I was admiring. Like, have you ever slid a window up yeah, and yeah. it works perfectly the way you wanted it to go? Mine don't do that. Never, <laughs> not ever in my life. That's the result yeah, of shoddy modern building. That's cam. right. Well, it's also insulation and shit that we need now. Yes, yes. Before it was just a gliding. Before the wind blew, you could feel it in every room of the house. Yeah, that's all. Oh, building shape. There's no like oh, yeah. gears. There's no metal. I think no it's track. absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed with that. Um, but so they great. play with that, and you know, so you can see them, you know, peering through. Peering, like a lot of the storytelling watching. 
done through peering through those windows. The architecture is actually really important, which is interesting yeah, for like it, how they tell the story. Yeah, how they tell the story, <laughs> the lighting, all that. It's that's really important. Um, and I even thought that in this one, the ransacking the house worked better than it did in... Because oh, there time. was so much shit to destroy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it made sense. It, but like in uh, Fistful of Dollars, they just randomly put some straw there. Yeah. The house is like made out of cement. Like it's like terracotta yeah, it's like or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so in both movies, our main character messes up a house to make it look like there are more guys. There was more guys in the fight than just him. Yeah, to make he it effortlessly look like the kills all the him. guards and yeah. then tries to make it look like a whole group of people they, did they it. They kept calling it the small house. Yeah, funny, yeah, very yeah, funny. yeah. I'm like the small house. Well, that's what house? happens is though is you, that's what you call when you've you only know, got a couple houses. It's like we live in the big house and then there's the small house. Like there's yeah. a, a house a couple doors up from us that one. they all have ran, Land Rovers for some reason. So to me, that's the Land Rover house. Yeah, you know? huh. it's just like you know. know what um what this is reminding me of a detail that I noticed like immediately when watching Yojimbo again was that um coming from uh, Fistful of Dollars. In Yojimbo, they show you the people at stake immediately. They show mm-hmm. you that it's not just criminals in this town. Oh, yeah. There he, are other people. He who walks are through down down through um, the main the, street. The main street and the... and all the people are lifting up their windows to look at him. Uh, yeah, really. yeah. And the the women in the in the brothel are yeah, like Yeah, you can see that there are him. innocent people who are who have like stakes in this conversation. Whereas by the end of a fistful of dollars, and even at the beginning, you're like. Wait, was anyone? Is there a reason for anyone in this town to be alive? Uh, I didn't by the end really of this care film? about anybody at the end. Like I didn't care about. Well, they, that's Clint I think Eastwood's by function. Relation. They were they were telling it. They were telling it. They in a needed to way. shoot yeah. basically everyone by yes. the end of the movie. Well, well, I, we were talking care. about how there's. It seems like the saloon order, the saloon owner, and then there's one of the, the, the coffin, coffin maker. maker. It's like mm-hmm. these are the only neutral. And the guy who rings the, the bell, mm-hmm. the yeah. bell guy. I think the idea is that there should there are more people that you don't see because you're getting. I do. In this I stuff. think thematically, I like the idea that those are the only people that could survive that without Neutral. picking a side. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was that makes a sense to me. Survival. Yeah, that like, you have sense. to pick a side, otherwise you're going to get killed by. Mm-hmm. both sides right yeah. and our main characters are able to stay neutral yeah. because they're so talented right but if you're a normal guy you have to be you know have one yeah. of these skill sets well everyone yeah. needs beer and everyone needs a coffee <laughs> yeah that's um, needs. though i i guess um in a western border town like uh san miguel um it makes sense that there aren't that many people it's a frontier town i guess yeah but i think it's more just a uh a a way the production be, yeah the production you, thing you don't have a bunch of actors yeah too. yeah <laughs> everyone that is in this movie needs to be in this movie is in this movie yeah and they didn't can't have a ton else. of uh women for like a brothel yeah yeah the brothels either. aren't really dwelled on too which i i wasn't sure if that was just a a cultural thing or because there were certainly brothels in um in the West, like yeah. obviously, but I but don't I mean, think they I, were run well, the same way as they are in Japan. It, make, well, because <laughs> like, probably not. If you look probably at the structure not, yeah. of Fistful of Dollars, their them being gunrunners makes more sense mm-hmm. to yeah their they're on the border yeah yeah, to, oh, yeah. for their I location mean, it's, it's a, and because the whole thing with uh, a guy having a rifle when everyone else having pistols is like expounded upon and made into a part of the movie because you can't just have a guy with a gun. It yeah, doesn't or a mean guy, yeah. one guy yeah. with a sword. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that would have been fucking. Yeah, that guy got yeah, a sword. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. what they were gonna do with that, but yeah, that that makes 
total sense. You're right. Rifle uh, is better than up. gun. Yeah. Gun is better than sword. Yeah. <laughs> or so they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so in Yojimbo, there's one character, Inosuke, who does have a pistol, which I'm assuming he got from the Dutch or something like it's that. It's the ultimate fucking one-upsmanship. It is yeah. such a baller yeah. move is, to have a gun. I don't think he really knows how to use it, but because he's the only one with a gun and he just shoots yeah. it randomly people are terrified well, sure yeah, if, it's like black like, magic i mean he knows how to use it but i'm not sure he's <laughs> I'm like sure a they've all seen shooter. a gun before, like if he, but, yeah. if, 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 if you took shooter, him he, is, um, it, he would not last a second in a in a you know against anyone else fight. with a gun yeah yeah, yeah. He's never had to face anyone else with a gun when you're yeah. the only you know it's he's yeah, playing top tier with a gun yeah yeah um but yeah, so I really, I, I really liked your gym, but my only complaint was that it was a little bit hard to look at just because of the quality of the film print or, or the scan or whatever. It's a little mm. bit blurry. The I I'm, think the contrast is... I made sure to rip the Criterion release yeah, specifically. I, 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 this I, was yeah. the Criterion release. <laughs> and I don't know what was up with yours. Mine was like gorgeous. I don't know. Maybe my machine. I was watching on my TV. <laughs> maybe it was the upscaling. Maybe it's not... I don't know. I have no idea. Huh. Um, but I, I was watching it on Prime. Um, well, then that wouldn't have been the Criterion, right? No, the, it was. I, it, the logo the, came the up. Transfer, oh, the Janus funny. films and the Criterion thing will come up. Janus. But, uh, yeah. uh, Janus. It's always funny. Um, but, like, <laughs> it might just be that uh, Amazon Prime, like, crushes the, the that might be... uh, r- rate for mm-hmm. it. Maybe it's because I well, especially oh, with... streaming, too, so it's based on the internet? Phone? Well, if, 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 especially in a black and white movie, if it's, like artifacted or anything like that yeah. Yeah, that would be hard to watch yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying because i mean i figured it, yeah. it out like right. how youtube whenever you watch a dark video you can't see shit because it's all compressed mm-hmm. yeah right it's just the way they store the files on the, yeah and you actually you guys have noted about my tv specifically <laughs> that it is very dark yeah, joke when for only you, us when we watched you playing death stranding we were like how the fuck we were like damn bitch you live like this like, <laughs> yeah. i've played with the settings on it and and upping the brightness just makes everything washed out it's not good. All right, anyway, yeah, enough about Seb's TV. <laughs> Way good game. Seb's 15. Um, the only problem with the movie was Seb's TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my only complaint. That's and like it's good. Not the movie's fault. It's yeah, phrasing um, of the movie. So how did you feel moving from that into Fistful of Dollars? So Fistful of Dollars was immediately easier to look at because it is in color. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it hurts to say it, but it's it, true. It is, and I think... Um, I watch it on YouTube. YouTube has it for free. Jesus, yeah, what is I, going on over there? You sorry, I like it. Most black compression. Jesus, oh, sorry, right. no, it's just right. um, I I'm had thought that down. they took them off, but that, honestly, <laughs> the first up. the the way that I watched all three of these dollars trilogy movies the first time was on YouTube, yeah, but that was like oh. it was like fifteen years ago. It must have been right when they put them on. Wow, yeah, I got fifteen them years, ten years ago. Public maybe. library. And yeah, watched I don't them know. With Cam oh, I was just there today. The I don't remember um, any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that they're still on there though. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it was immediately better to look at. Um, Clint Eastwood, really cool guy. As, yep. as is. Um, I wonder what he's doing now. Mifune? Is his name? <laughs> the man with no name. They call him Joe in there. No, 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 uh, Mifune. Toshiro Mifune. Toshiro, okay. Toshiro Mifune, like, at the end of uh, Yojimbo, he just walks out of town, and I'm just like, what a cool fucking cool. guy. Yeah. Like, I said out yes. loud, I was like, what a cool guy. He's so cool. The coolest yeah. thing you can do. Fix, yeah. Completely fix a town by killing most uh-huh. of the people in it. And then, and then put your <laughs> arms in your sleeves. And, and like, and not make a lot of money off of it, right? He, yeah. Yeah. he, he gave away money the money that he got to yeah. the yeah. couple that he saved. Because yeah. that seems like the logical thing of, like, oh, he's in this town, he solves all their problems and makes a lot of money off of it. Uh-huh. Or, like, that's his 
yeah. his dirtbag trait or whatever is that he makes a ton of money doing it's, this. Yeah, yeah, his Han Solo roguish charm exactly, is that yeah. he does a good thing but uh, makes a ton of money off but of no, it. But no, he really no, is yeah. just in it to be a, a cool yeah, dude. And it, and that's where like a nice like uh, like kind of contrast comes in is that Clint Eastwood's character in uh, in Fistful of Dollars is absolutely the morally gray guy you were there's describing. There's a lot of money to be made mm-hmm. up yes, in this yeah, town. Yeah, that's what he says when he walks in. He says, uh, there's a lot of money to be made in a town like this. And but doesn't he give a lot of it back? Yeah, he, he, he does in the give, end, he makes He does all, give money, money to those guys. He does give money to the escaping couple. And the and he does, family. And yeah. he leaves the gold that is technically the government's gold. Yes. But, but the yeah. thing is, he still does go there and like kill all these people and still make make they definitely profit. still pay him $500 for each side and yes, he definitely yeah, he keeps that he makes it out a thousand dollar a thousand <laughs> he does, he does not make uh any like he does not go like oh I don't want your dirty money well he does but only as a bluff but uh <laughs> like, so I he has dirt. no problem taking these criminals money and walking off with it whereas uh Sandro is very much a like morally judging figure in a way he's not saying like oh I'm the hero and I I would never do something evil like that he finds out uh that the husband uh who lost his wife lost her and their house because he was gambling and he was like Uh i can't fucking stand guys like that whereas when clint eastwood like doesn't even look up from his dinner when he is told that the uh guy lost marisol in uh card game oh yeah he's just like that's dropped really late in the movie too yeah anyway yeah so so yeah i just find that to be an interesting difference between like the way the morality of these two films is displayed whereas like you know, the, the, this, uh, you know, spaghetti western is very, very, like, morally gray. And then the, the samurai film is they, almost like a fairy tale. I, yeah. I do feel like way. it's, it is more of a, um, a cultural thing, too. Well, I think uh, it's just like a storytelling. No, difference. no, no. I, I, yeah. What I'm saying is, like, when you think of a samurai, you think of, like, a cool guy who's righteous or with but his sword. But he's a Roman. He doesn't have a master. How could he possibly be good? Uh, no, um, but I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> no, cowboys. Yeah, yeah. And in the I'm, Wild West, you're like, I oh, was, it's dirty. Cowboys yeah, an yeah, outlaw. Yeah. 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 Everyone's a, an outlaw. Also, they, uh-huh. they play with that a lot with um, Eastwood's character in the other Dollars movies, too. Yes. He's, he's always kind of gray. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly is about he's the good, but, but he's, he's not, not very good. good. Yeah. He's also bad, and he's also ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's all three. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, Clint Eastwood is very handsome. Uh, uh, I want his poncho. His poncho is very cool. Yeah. They must um, sell one of those. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. getting Emily one of those for Christmas. I, so, I, okay. I, I looked it up Do immediately it. after we watched that. <laughs> yeah, get her a cigar in a, in a Yeah, that hat. navy yeah. blue with the nice pattern on uh-huh. it. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I I found that um, going going back to Fistful of Dollars, I found that I liked some of the shots more. Like they they did a lot of close ups on faces and a lot uh, of I love um, shadow play. So I'm going to so, be so well. a bit of a nerd about this, uh, but you you mentioning it, um, the a Fistful of Dollars was shot very wide. You can see that it's always going for these huge landscapes, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll put the characters so far apart from each other in scenes where they're talking to each other. And I love that because then he'll contrast that with like when we really need to, we'll do the trademark Sergio Leone, you'll see their eyes. Like you way zoomed in ultra close up. Yeah, the, the wide face. shot on their, their face. Yeah, the close yeah. up <laughs> wide shot. Wide, wide <laughs> face. I was thinking about this while watching the movie. Was you have great cinematographers mm-hmm. who don't have any ideas so they take like they do something on <laughs> yeah, a book yeah. they, they make a movie out of a show well, they, some, you know they have 
some directors definitely like don't want to do their don't want to come also come up with the story yeah directors yeah, are I mean, writers you now can't it's... be good at everything if you have a hyper focus like i like to make good picture mm-hmm. you can't necessarily always be Play focused your strengths. on your yeah <laughs> like well, i, mean, I hate to bring screenplay. up kubrick again uh, but like yep. he does no original things right is yeah, everything he's, is ad- taken he's from adapting a, story short stories books, books whatever and yeah. he made the greatest movies of all time it's just and, by uh, adapting screenplays and stuff because so that wasn't while a skill set. Uh, mentioning this uh this was still early for sergey leone this was like way well, early no in his career yeah he had no, <laughs> no, no money he had no fistfuls of dollars uh, he, he just, i'm sure like, they made a fistful after this after <laughs> yeah. they had to pay to they had after to they give pay, 50 fistful of dollars <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i was noting that like it is really well shot even uh despite like the issues with their funding um and even despite pretty much ripping line for line on uh yojimbo and i was i i think i already said i lost a little bit of interest because i was like oh i know what's going on and i was also kind of supposed to be working at the same time i was (laughs) classic uh, move i was working at the same time so it was like on like i'm here's my computer sorry sorry microphone uh here's my computer screen tv's over here so Uh it's on, so I, I could look away, and it was also in English. I didn't My want to watch Yojimbo. My next episode is going to be uh, actually watch a movie. <laughs> Instead I of being on your phone or working no. the entire time. <laughs> Nick's watching these at work. I am not. Work. Not this time. This <laughs> not sucks. this time. No, no, I was watching the movie. It was just like, watching I didn't need to listen to everything they were TV. saying. Because I, I knew what they were nice saying. Nice downloaded copy. Wasn't streaming it off of Playing nothing. Shin Megami Tensen at the I same time. I am not. I <laughs> But you like this one too? Yeah, I like this one too. Um, the child bothered me a lot because the child yeah. is obviously not acting at all. And annoying. The, yeah, the yeah, child's he just really voice. had his mother's and, and the way his his <laughs> lines are written is like, Father, didn't you tell me I could not go see Mother? Wow. How come that wow. man didn't go see Mother? Like, see, most of this movie, to me, because I saw it before I had seen any other Italian films, does not feel Italian to me. But then when that kid comes on screen, I feel like, oh, man, I'm watching a Giallo film all of a sudden. I'm watching Suspiria or I'm watching <laughs> I like, don't know, any Inferno of or something like man. that. Okay, I know that one. I mean, the whole child actor debacle is hard to I wasn't even thinking What's the right way actor? to do it? I mean, like, I the know. kid in Yojimbo was good. Like, for a yeah. kid. Yeah, I just mean, like. But he's there for five seconds. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. And all he he does is say Oka Oka, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I, I liked both movies a lot. I um, I like any chance to watch like something that my parents have watched because then I feel mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit more like oh I understand yes things that you like now. Like so, I mentioned to my dad that we were watching Fistful of Dollars and he had like you could you could see like his brain just compute like light up yeah. like. Uh-huh. Oh yes, Western database activated. Um, and then he like goes on this spiel, and my mom's like, and I, I mentioned Yojimbo. I said, oh yeah, we're watching Yojimbo, the film that it's based on, also. And my mom's like, are you sure that's not the good, the bad, and the ugly? And my dad's like, well, actually. Oh wow. <laughs> All right, well, we know where you get it. Yeah, I was gonna say it. <laughs> it's true. It runs in my family. Um, so he, he was on that on that and I was like, Wow, you really do have a database in your head for Westerns, don't you? And he's like, No, I don't. It's just oh, a trivia yeah. thing. And then he launches into like five more facts about mm-hmm. how is the spaghetti western and the, launched the spaghetti westerns and that's mm-hmm. just like the time period he lived and I'm like, 
You watched them all. You didn't have to watch them. Yeah. Well, if you That's awesome. Spaghetti Westerns, I find most of the time they're just talking about Sergio Leone. Sure. Like, yeah. like, other Italians did make Westerns, but they're mostly no, he... just talking about the four the four or five films that he did in that genre. <laughs> he was talking about more more than uh, sure, Yeah, I'm Sergio sure he Leone. knew more, yeah. more than that. He, he, he was just like, no, I don't really have that. I don't know that much. And then he just launches into a bunch of like yeah. It's funny to be it. defensive about it and then keep going. Yeah, <laughs> because my mom, my mom was always like, what's all this useless trivia you have in your head? Um, and I'm like, wow, that's like all three of us. Like, she's the We're only normal it. person <laughs> yeah. in our family. All right. Well, so um, uh, on the topic of spaghetti westerns, what I think of now is um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio's character is like, has a career lull, and they're like, yo, go over to Italy. Do a western. Shoot a couple westerns yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. And you become huge in an international market. And it's, it's just like, I really like that part of the movie when he's just over there filming those and so, it becomes like famous i was also thinking about sorry this is the last thing i'm gonna say and it's not related to either movie really <laughs> oh my <laughs> god but it's related to spaghetti westerns all right um and I, do you guys do you guys remember when he watched man of the house and the dad is like oh yeah back in the day all of the westerns um that the native americans were all played by italian guys yes and i was like Okay, is it more because no, that's, they're that, shot in Italy or they're racist? Back. He's talking about farther back. He's talking okay. about like the 40s. Okay. So, yes, he is talking about when they were racist. Okay. <laughs> not, not that they were I mean, not they, practical they were still racist, racist. Yes. but they were just... Yes, not that, yeah. not that they weren't racist in the 50s. They, they definitely were still racist, but that's it's, not what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's easier to excuse yourself for not having any Native Americans in Italy. It's yes, a tough not what um, they were road about. to walk because like a lot of people made great careers off of playing like eight different races. And, oh, like, man. Uh, in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, the actor who plays Tuco is in like some serious brown face in that mm. entire movie oh i don't mean white people i mean like you know like white blindness to other races like people are playing native americans italian people you know people from mexico this is your first time watching yojimbo correct yeah oh absolutely yeah i i don't typically go to you know like japanese i i have a tough time with anime and then i went to go to live action well subtitles are rough for you it's just like i like Having to pay we, attention to a movie. The we whole talk way, all so. about uh, the. Kim is actually illiterate. <laughs> I can't read. Um, so came back in the room to say that. I've got a book for the show. Uh, <laughs> you did the audiobook. <laughs> God, what a psychotic Stephen King short story audiobook. That would be like, you go to a mentalist. I am just for listening to that. Um, no, I just. We, we talked a lot about vibes based gaming and stuff in the last couple episodes, and I've realized that's kind of my take on movies, too, is I. I more care about the looking at the the actors the in the place. screen. I, I you might have to bleep this, but the mise en scene of the whole thing. Whatever. <laughs> bleep I, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like I I don't. I think you can miss some dialogue. It's more important to look at like what's going on in the movie and the actors and the, the setting and the lighting. It's important to get a feel for the tableau they're presenting. Yeah, and I it's also factors in like I'm factoring my ADD of like if I'm looking at the subtitles, I can kind of only look at the subtitles. I can't, you know. Yeah, do if the you're reading the movie, course. it's hard to also watch the movie. Yeah, so it's a personal thing. So that's why I I bounce off of these sometimes. But this movie. Um, you know, obviously, it's important to watch. It's watching a dub of this would be incredibly distracting. So, uh, watching Yojimbo was it was fun. I liked 
thinking about how these movies are so close to each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he shot this in black and white. Was this one he shot in black and white on purpose? Yes. Do you know? I, I think... I yeah, the early to, 60s. Yeah, they yeah you, had you had color by then. It's, Star Trek is going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting that these movies are only three years apart. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most interesting part about it because it's like, you know, you could make a modern movie now and throw it back to something from the, you know, the 80s or the 60s or something, and then it's seen as an homage. But if you do it three years later, you're like, oh, yeah, that made a lot of money. We should do that. Um, or like we were talking about with directors not doing you know, I'm a director. I'm not a screenwriter. I need a good script. Oh, this movie had a good script. Nobody saw that over here in America. I can make that again. Yeah, away with it, you I know? definitely feel like that's got to be what it is. Some right? of that, it's like, well, obvious Americans wouldn't have heard of this. Yeah, right. But I also the, thought, the, but like people in Europe who were film freak, film freaks, freak absolutely films. had. Mm-hmm. But um, for a long time, like one of the things that will come up in Japanese movies and anime is that. After World War II, the Americans occupied Japan for, like, multiple decades. Yeah. They didn't Jesus leave Christ. for a long time. And everything that Japan put out was, like, heavily regulated by the Americans mm. to, up to a degree. It's why their economy is the way it is right now <laughs> is because we never took our fingers out of that pie. Nice. Um, so when it's like, oh, this is a really important Japanese film, is it going to make it to America? No, you guys did Pearl Harbor. Don't doesn't matter about all the stuff we did. But uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys uh, did Pearl Harbor. We are absolutely not bringing that film you to the West. And, 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 and even if we did, people, like citizens, would get all up in arms about it. They'd be like, a Japanese film? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that on the enemy. other hand, yeah, weren't they on the wrong side? Yeah, an Italian I Western we picture killed all is of them. way easier. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the Italians were never fascists in World War II. Oh well, they don't remember that. All those and nice it, Italian movies. Anyway, <laughs> we'll do this on, when we cover World War II. We'll get to that. But I haven't gotten to it yet. Right now. <laughs> no spoilers. What happened? Next week we're going to war. Anyway, um, I thought of this. I thought this was going to be a big American ripoff, but it, it truly felt to me that Sergio Leone likes the film Yojimbo and wanted is it to Leone or do is it. it Leone? I thought it was Leon. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> he can tell me. Um, <laughs> well, he can lie. post in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is that? He doesn't have internet. Anyway, I, I really did feel like he likes Yojimbo. Like, it felt like This a... didn't feel shameless. No. It, I mean, like, even though it is beat for beat, it didn't feel the fact crazy. Though it is shameless. It doesn't feel shameless. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. the fact that... It's weird because the fact that he is ripping off so, uh, like, detailed scenes, like, mm-hmm. very specific things, means that, like, he didn't just see Yojimbo and say, oh, I like that. He was like, He saw Yojimbo... Wow. 15 times. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this very specific thing they do is good. I'm going to put that in my movie because that exact thing is good. Like, it's, having yeah. Clint Eastwood crawl under the floorboards of, you know, the shop to get away while he's all injured, that exact fucking thing yeah. happens. Or them it's, setting the place on fire and then killing everyone that runs out. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, so, yeah. It's crazy how, like, you can say, to go for a, a Lion example. King is Hamlet, you know, uh-huh. whatever. It's like, There's but no- this is 
is Yojimbo. Like, yeah. this is a palette swap, costume change Yojimbo. Like, yes. scenes are literally replicated in uh-huh. these two movies. Lines. So funny. <laughs> Lines are like, that's the biggest thing because it's a translation thing. And uh-huh. that is just wild to me. Yeah, but, so the subtitles I read of Yojimbo and what they say in, <laughs> yeah. in English. They literally took it and this, put it on the, the other same one. thing. Yeah. It like, feels like... Um, an AU fan fiction where they've just taken the characters <laughs> and dropped them in another. When set, we watch setting. these back to back, in which you view the world is very interesting. To me. <laughs> oh. It's like an AU. We anyway, did this episode. We did but uh, uh, like we we watch these back to back night to night, and like we boot up fucking fistful of dollars, and the first thing that Alex says is like, "Oh, he's drinking the water." Like, in the gym. yeah, it's like, God damn it, it's the first. <laughs> Is he going to ask for food, maybe? And then the guy's going to tell them about the town? Yes! <laughs> it's like, say you can't pay. Then a new, a new character runs in and says the time. It's like, oh, that's the time guy from New Jimbo. It's like, fuck. It's this the guy rings the bell. So one of my favorite He's a weird little freak. He rings yeah. the bell. Oh, that reminds me of the thing I watched literally last night. One of the things that I uh, noted watching these two movies this time, uh, in, in terms of what you guys are talking about, that illustrates the differences rather than showing how exactly yeah, the same please. they are. Yeah, please. All I can um, think of is, is similarities. So during the scene in um, in Fistful of Dollars, uh, there is the incredible joke of hearing the coffin maker outside. It's like, he's the only guy who makes money anymore. Yeah. Open yeah, up the window the and there guy. he is he's right, right outside. there, yeah. Now, that is an incredible comedic and directing move to have the guy framed by the window open yeah. right there to have a joke behind the window when you open it. Yeah. But uh, Yojimbo uses that bit in a much more serious way because they have the ability to do it because the house that they're in in Yojimbo has tons of windows and they're all sliding. So they show you the whole town that way. Open one window. Yeah. That's where these guys are. This yeah. is what they do. This is what their building is. Close that window. Open up another one. And this is where the sheriff used to be, but now he's just corrupt. And close that. Then open it up. And this is the other side of town where this is happening. Yeah. And then you hear, you hear the hammering. And what's that? Oh, that's the coffin maker. He's the only guy who makes money anymore. They don't open the window and show him. You, you know he's there because you hear the uh, hammer. Because he's so close, you have to hear yeah. it all the yeah. time. And he's annoyed so then he just yells at him. He's, he's like, stop it! Yeah. Yes. Like but you would do. It's yeah. so good. But like that's to so me, it's like funny. not only can you could you not do that same scene from Yojimbo in Fistful of Dollars because they you know came to this uh, set that was already built. They didn't make it yeah. for this movie. Um, they could have put shutters on the windows, but it wouldn't they have could, the same but yeah, it effect. Would, and it wouldn't have worked that same way, you know? Yeah, because yeah I was they, thinking nobody, like bay door windows. Yeah, Western, door, Western like, buildings weren't built like that. Even yeah, they, yeah. they like, don't have, like, an open, like, all the way around. Uh-huh. You just have, even like, if it was, like Even if it was, window. like, curtains on, like, glass windows or something like that, and you were moving them aside, it wouldn't have the same effect that it does in your gym. They're building those yeah. houses to keep out the sun. Yeah, People are exactly. sick of seeing that, exactly. motherfucker. It's sick of that thing. I'm drunk. I'm hungover at so the same time. That is that is a, a is difference that I noticed. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to you, Cam. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought that was... It's so funny to watch these back-to-back and be, like, oh my god that is the exact same line from that like there's funny things that are like oh in yojimbo this guy is the only guy in town with a gun in the man uh, in fistful of dollars this guy has the best the good gun. Yeah, he's got a rifle he's got, he's got, a, got rifle. a better gun like the upgrade you and know, we haven't de- exactly demonstrate early on how effective it is by having somebody who got away from a different gunfight and then he's like throw yeah. me the rifle he throws him uh, the rifle the and then he hits him from so far the away best. he's like across a river what's the movie where the guy throws something in the air are you thinking the of guy. the simpsons where he throws yes. the, the <laughs> yes yes i am which is probably a reference to that but anyway um 
yeah, so all that was amazing and really fascinating to look at and to think of, like, in a realistic, like, why did he do this type of uh, thing, which I wish we could know more. Maybe legally we're not allowed to know exactly <laughs> how that the discovery process for the case I mean, uh, between Toho and... Uh, yeah. Being a lawyer and watching both time. movies and being like, him. we have this in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Being, a, being a lawyer for Toho and watching Fistful of Dollars... You're just, just wringing your hands, <laughs> foaming at the mouth. You're like, well, this guy's like... Well, he's got they, they, they were doing the Clint Eastwood line. There's a lot of money to be made yeah, in this. There's a lot of money to be made here. <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to talk about is definitely the fashion. The, mm-hmm. the in in specifically uh, uh, fistful of dollars, but um, I just was I was appalled at like cowboy fashion. When you think of it, it's like oh you know uh, boots and cowboy hat and they spurs were all very hot. They're so they're very hot, but also very fancy. Everyone's yeah, very fancy. Not I was like, was brother, the one whose Robo. outfit stuck to me. Stuck Dude, he, with he me. Oh my the god, with the like the, the yeah. With the, the buttons the, that go all on. the way yeah, up. I was, oh, oh, yeah, I was his, embr- how... his Ed Hardy pants that he's wearing. Yeah, I was, I was, no, I was thinking about how was this more influenced by Sorry. 60s fashion or was 60s fashion more influenced by... First one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be weird. But I just thought it was really fascinating in, like, our, our current American fashion, like, to wear a fancy extremely tight pair of jeans and like a fancy flowy button-up shirt someone someone's calling you a homo it's a it's gonna happen and like these guys are the most masculine cool murder guys yeah they're uh, the archetypical archetypical cowboy is like a symbol of uh, masculinity just wearing the tightest pants with embroidery on Mm. them and fancy boots and like a flowy like three button undone Oh. Uh, it, there's a lot yeah, of do you really remember nice the thing from the the bit from the opening of your Jimbo where the guy's son runs away and he's like, no, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to eat gruel. I, I want, yeah. I want to meet women and have nice clothes. And, <laughs> and, and, it's the dream, yeah, baby. Yeah. I, that. It's like the example of like, cause you know, like, is that kid right? Like, oh. yeah, like he doesn't, he does not need to eat gruel. Yeah, like, it's the, the allure food, of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of they money. didn't it's include nice. that. Right. Anything like that in no, because because well, Cl- Sergio think- Leone does not have any statement to make about like the era that uh, Clint I, Eastwood's character yeah. is living in. I also uh, think it's very clear that um, all of the people, all of the people who have joined up with both of these gangs are clearly in it for the money yes. like they don't need to establish that they you don't you want do a better need... life for themselves <laughs> yeah. they oh, all yeah. look like ruffians like yeah. they all look like hired um, guns in, I, in great pants yeah. i was gonna say speaking yeah. of intros we, we haven't talked about uh fistful of dollars very cool intro oh the little the bow animation thing yeah. they got going oh, on there God, the that, that was so good, good. and then of course the Ennio Morricone score is playing under it which just like elevates it that much it's more so if the good. music was not good oh, you, would, you I, might not even remember that you I know? didn't I didn't um, think to even bring this up but like when we were watching the movie like Yojimbo the score in that is absolutely fucking incredible it, that was it. the best part of that movie I, yeah, I felt sure. like um, Fistful of Dollars even took cues on that yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, not it's the funny same that they're like, we also need to have a really cool soundtrack. I think that's one thing that Fistful of Dollars doesn't. Trumpets. 
doesn't beat Yojimbo. I mean, this isn't one versus the other, but like, no, we're not going to pick a winner. We're not. There's no one who wins. <laughs> it would be incredibly funny to Dude, say that. Dune 1984 for a movie is the best Western movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> that wins again. Any well. movie, any movie fight we have, it's better luck Dune next time. Everyone else, wins. David Lynch wins again. David Lynch wins again. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, the just the woodblock. You'll you'll hear it in the break. I'm sure uh, Nick will Nick will throw oh, some good I stuff. I will in, absolutely but... be posting it. God like damn, the, is the, that like good. the theme of walking into town? Basically, it's, it's... so fucking good. Um, uh, last thing I'll talk about I really liked the in Fistful of Dollars the um, the the pan shot thing the uh, the shield that uh, his armor Clint, Clint Eastwood builds mm-hmm. with, in, yeah. Know, yeah, as yeah. Iron Man yeah, did yeah it's uh, just a piece of this, iron that he like put over his chest so, so um, Ramon is like repeatedly shooting at him and he's and uh clint eastwood is mocking him he's like they you gotta get the heart buddy yeah, yeah they yeah. they set doing, up man? specifically that he always aims for the chest yeah mm-hmm. and he's an extremely good shot like he's like drunk at a party like yeah drawing an, an illustration into a, a suit of armor with a gun from like so far away like mm-hmm. they set it up so well he's great with this gun he always hits the heart and Clint Eastwood is gets the shit kicked out of him, hides in a cave for a while, and builds, builds. It's a mine. He, a mine. It's, it's like a, well, that's where he gets the iron. It's a cave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so mines are caves. I, I'll, I'll I'll be with you on this. this. Another episode, and we can talk about it in caves of gaming when we get there. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible that he found like a giant piece of iron just already. I figured it was Wait, probably he, part he, of the car. He, he, like he a... filed yeah, it okay, off of sense. a piece of the minecart. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. minecart. Because yeah, 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 he was shooting yeah, yeah, yeah. it to test it, and then you see him kind of filing something. I love that extensive. Um, on another podcast I listen to, they call it mission prep of like dialogueless setting up. Yeah, it's like it's the uh, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul thing. It's like yeah. what are they doing? Yeah, what is it? What's the plan here? And then but you anyway, see it pay off. It's great. The um, I really liked that he doesn't use it. Clint Eastwood doesn't use it as like, oh, he'll shoot me and I'll shoot him and I'll, yeah, win, I'll win because yeah. I blocked it. He uses it to psychologically torture the guy. Yeah, Ramon, being like, Ramon's why like, are you killing me, bro? Why are you killing me? Just shoot me in the heart, so bro. Much. And like he's just taking bullet after bullet to the heart. But he has the plate hanging over his chest, so it just completely so, destroys yeah. And then he takes all off of his, his poncho bullets. and yeah. shows him, yeah. you hit my heart every single fucking time. I love that. The yeah. shots are but so closely have. grouped together. Like, He's this good. guy, this guy even, when he, good. even when he was stressed out of his mind, he is sweating more than any other character in this sweaty, sweaty That's what sweaty makes film. him so stressed out, is he knows he's so good that he couldn't possibly be not yeah. killing him. But he's He put, he put all his points into shooting the heart. Is this guy a ghost? I can't kill this guy. I literally can't kill him, no matter how many times I shoot him in the heart. And then Kunisu doubles down on that by being by he's out of bullets and or um Ramon Ramon? Yeah. Is out he, of bullets. He shoots all his bullets, all six. And Kunisu is like, okay, now I'm gonna put my he shoots his gun out of his hand so that and then yeah, throws shoots, his gun on the ground. Well he shoots the four people around him. Yeah. Uh and then shoots the gun out of his hand. So he has one bullet left, he shoots it somewhere else. He shoots his 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 friend down, the um barkeep. Yeah. He shoots the rope. And so he's got no bullets left. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he throws it on the ground. So he evens the playing field even more just to show him, like, I am cooler yes. and better than you. Yeah. But also it's an ego thing of, like, oh, you I don't were, need that were, fancy and gun. And you were bragging oh. about this earlier. It's yeah. like, I got to get this one over on you. This is another way in which, but like. But he is kind of right. I mean, the, differs, Ramon is right. Yes. That the, the yeah, he has the better gun. Better, but yeah. like, but this is, like, this is where, uh, you know, Joe versus Sandro, like, as different characters, like. Mm. 
uh, Sandro never like puts somebody into like a I'm I'm going to give you the I, I'm going to be cooler than you on purpose. Situation. Oh yeah, this is real this, blank off. This, by, yeah, this uh, is this is an e- this is absolutely here. an ego thing. This is a not necessary for dispensing of justice at all. It is simply a cool thing to do. Yeah. from a guy who does like you know is Ramon evil? Absolutely, but yes. like you, this is not about justice at all it's about like i am this is a this is a pissing competition it's such a risky move too that's what i was was risking so much just to be cool absolutely Um, we're so confident last thing i just remembered is i i I, going into both of these movies i was like okay well how do you make these types of combat flashy and cool because like i know from like culture that the like samurai sword fighting isn't like clashing swords and like you know yeah you go for the decisive blow it's just like one hit and you're dead which is the same with like western gunfighting it's like how do you make that cool the guy kills everyone in one shot is that you know is that gonna be cool and in both cases yes it is very cool <laughs> to watch there's not a lot of fighting in this movie ironic in these movies ironically but like when you get the to see fights it, are extremely short cool. and extremely fast hey, and you can you kind of tell that? like oh that guy is kind of good at that do you see the uh crazy like neck blood explosion in yojimbo that happens pretty early on no. where the gangs is killing an innocent dude no i didn't notice that. uh he's like backed up against like a, a wooden pillar and they're like he's like no no please please like I, I don't have any money and they're like shut up and they there you don't like see the slice but then you see black blood explode out of where this guy's <laughs> oh, neck is wow. up against the like the pillar behind him and that's like super early on. Yeah, but and that I, establishes like yeah. that. You see that in a lot of Japanese. Um, they, they don't, violence, but like no. in yes, yes, you do. Um, because of this movie, but like exactly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, but like also, I mean, that's also where Sekiro got it from, and they yeah, they sure. do really oh, do that. Oh yeah, they did. But for the um, death blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and like in this movie, which exists like in before action movies were like this, like Yojimbo invented a certain kind of action movie. And it doesn't mm. use action that much. It uses it very sparingly. So, like, you get these points where, uh, you know, the mo- the threat of violence is there. And then they'll play it off with a joke or they'll play it off with tension or they'll cut to later. They won't show you what happened. And then when they do want to pull the action card, they fucking do it, man. The tension they... is really important. That's the yeah. more important thing. And, but they, but they, when the time comes, when the chips are down and you have to pull out your sword, they make it fucking happen. They do, you know the thing where it's like, Oh, he sheaves his blade, and then the other guy dies. They yeah. do it. They and do it that. Fucking works. Yeah. And <laughs> they they were the first to do it, and they were like the. They both were... of our heroes also get the shit kicked out of them, and that's mm-hmm. that's like a lot of indulgent uh-huh. eating up. I liked that. I really thought that in Fistful of Dollars, Clint Eastwood wasn't gonna let himself get beat up to that extent, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, mean, I just think of it as actually funny is that it, Yojimbo, it, you they don't, do it. well, yeah. they don't show it happen in, in Yojimbo. That's true. Yeah. In, they in cut Yojimbo, to him already in Yojimbo, being beaten. There is a yeah. cut and he is fucked up. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we trust you to see how this happened. But I mean, hey, fistful of dollars, you get to see his clitties. We get it's the fucking fun. shit kicked it's, out of him. Why would you cut that out? Yeah. It's a fun time. Well, they just, it's like, it's very tidy on Yojimbo's part. It's like, oh, we don't need this. Like, we can, yeah, we can, like, I, give you. I'm going to the films. I'm going to the cinema. I want to watch a guy get punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it was it was a great time. I, yeah, I liked I'm it. I'm excited to watch the rest of the Dollars movies. And, and maybe, probably some uh, more. And there is a direct <laughs> a sequel more, to Yojimbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll Sanjuro. check that out. Sanjuro. Yeah. I liked the samurai movies we watched. So um, I really too. want to watch that. I've never seen Sanjuro. Um, of the Dollars movies, of course, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is my favorite. But it's been a long Absolutely. time since I watched 
for a few dollars more, the second movie. Uh, a few uh, dollars more is, is like a heist, which is always yes. good. And there's the giant four, and most of the movie takes place at night, if I remember the one, correctly. The one thing I remember most about that one that I really like is that they, they do the cool heist movie thing where they're like counting the steps on the patrols because yeah. it's very important to get like the specific gap in when these guys usually yeah. cross. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. So, uh, did you like these movies, Nick? Yeah, I did. I really did. But now, as I had mentioned, I had already seen these movies before, and I had the incredible experience of having seen Fistful of Dollars first, and then watching Yojimbo and going, "Hey, wait a minute!" Yep. And then like having the everything about this experience evolve. What, what's up? No, I'm looking at your stickers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, having everything about this experience evolve and like take on new meaning, and like knowing that. This series, like that, people grew to love these. Uh, the the dollars trilogy grew out of a ripoff into <laughs> its own thing. Both the other movies being original yeah. and launched the careers of all these people. Yeah, absolutely. It, it works. Iconic, it works. yeah, genre defining Western movie stuff uh-huh. that grew out of an iconic <laughs> genre defining samurai film that yep. was inspired by the westerns of John well, Ford. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah this snake is gonna fucking eat its own tail if I if mm-hmm. I uh, if I got anything. It's like the um, anime inspired by Disney cartoons, cartoons. Well, and, Osamu Tezuka. Yep, and <laughs> yeah. now uh, Western cartoons inspired by anime, inspired by this, right, inspired right. by mm-hmm. yeah. The circle goes around and around. And that's um, right. everyone's stealing from the things they liked. That's right. But not usually this blatantly. Yep. I will say. <laughs> usually influences does not work exactly like this. Um, and uh, I, I noticed a lot more things on these watches because I was looking for it. You know, mm-hmm. well, the last time I was watching this, uh, uh, both Yojimbo and uh, uh, Fistful of Dollars, I was just kind of taking them in at face value. Because I, you know, I hadn't seen them before, and I wasn't sure what I was going to get either time. I didn't, I didn't know anything about westerns or spaghetti westerns or like, uh, like the the genre or much about filmmaking in general. I was just like, I heard this was a good movie, and I would like to yeah, watch it. Absolutely. And you know what? It was that first time, and I lo- <laughs> and I loved it. And then with Yojimbo, it's like, okay, we're in world cinema. We are talking about Japan, which means we're going to talk about the history of Japan's film industry, and then we are going to talk about Akira Kurosawa, because you cannot get around that yep. if you are going to talk about film in Japan. And so we watched uh, Yojimbo, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! This is like this is like a this is like a fucking uh, this is a fucking this is a fucking yeah, fistful of dollars." It's a Western movie, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a lot and like that I one. Imme- I immediately looked it up uh, after getting out of class, and I'm like, "Shit, man! They just they just fucking ripped that right off," <laughs> and like. It was like it changed my perspective because it made me think like, are the other two movies that way too? Yeah. And no, they're not. But that's that, that's what makes it even weirder. But yeah. What other things I like are actually based on an older I know. movie. Are, like, how many <laughs> of the things I enjoy? Like we joked about this before, but like watching The Simpsons, you don't realize how many of the things that you loved mm-hmm. from The Simpsons are parodies of something that you, as a younger kid, would never have had any reason to see. <laughs> Direct takes on Cape Fear and Citizen yeah. Kane. Just this year, I got to see Rear Window for the first time. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> that one Simpsons episode makes a lot of sense, huh? And everyone is pulling from Rear Window. If you had only seen, for example, the films of Brian De Palma, you might not know that every movie he's ever made is a reference to three Hitchcock films. That's right. Um, you know and- what would be a, a wild way to watch The Simpsons would be to watch an episode and then watch everything that everything that episode. they reference in that yeah. episode i'm <laughs> sure somebody's done a lot that of commercials from the 70s that's a podcast <laughs> idea for sure somebody's yeah. done that yeah the reference the the like going down the reference hole for, yeah. for that but um on this viewing 
I was really appreciating, uh, I was really appreciating, like, just, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but this Akira Kurosawa guy, he's pretty good at directing. He's talented? He's got, he's got, he's got this guy's got a future or a past. Oh, and, uh. This guy's got a past. <laughs> <laughs> um, right from the very beginning, I didn't remember that scene with, uh, with Sandro throwing the stick in the air to decide where mm-hmm. he's going, like. Like, very much a, this is where the wind blows me, I am a mythical figure. Kind it of feels thing. like it should happen again. Like, and now a movie would bookend the whole mm-hmm. movie with that. Yeah. But it's but cool mean, that that's how you know what his deal is, and then that's it. Well, you it's like, a, you're right, Nick. It's like a fairy tale folk hero thing. It's yeah. like, this is, you know, the the samurai with no master, mm-hmm. uses fate chooses the way that he goes. Yes. He throws the stick up. Mm-hmm. And another thing I like about that is that, like, you know, um, because he's just using this setting, like this setting obviously works and it's very well thought out, but he's using it mostly as an excuse to tell this morality play fairy tale folk story, mm-hmm. which works. I mean, I like I said, this movie kicks ass. I like how built into just storytelling in general it is. It's very much like a oh, this story could work in another setting, like say <laughs> Wild West. Sure, or something. yeah, they could but do it no, in space, on, yeah, on the moon in a cave. Yeah, <laughs> but but it is because the pieces are so locked in place. They work well, even without, like, there's no title card at the beginning of the movie that says, in the Warring States period, Japan's feudal lords. Like, you don't need to know that shit. Uh, There's a Ronin walking around with no master because there are no masters left. They all got their fucking heads (laughs) lopped off. And uh, the the town on the outskirts of a war-torn area is fucked up because all the masters got their fucking heads lopped off. But you don't need to know that. Mm. All you need to know is that there is a town that's in a bad way because these two industries, and that fucking farmer's son doesn't want to eat gruel anymore. Yeah. He wants money and nice yeah. clothes could and Could I women. live a <laughs> shitty life, or could I join up with these criminals? Yeah, and, he, uh, and he, seems nice. And he even acknowledges, he's like, look, I don't need to live long. I would like to live good. Yeah. <laughs> Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. So... You see this setting all wrapped up in, like, the stuff I just described. Almost everything I just described is, like, three minutes of this movie. The first scene. Yeah, it communicates so much to you in that time. It communicates everything about the setting, so much about our main character. And then the scene where he chooses a name is way funnier than I remembered. Um, (laughs) Homer Simpson. Simpson. Uh, Yeah, it's, like, you know, just looking outside and the first thing you see is your name. I'm... Tree. Lamb. <laughs> I plant. Uh, no. And uh, uh, the relaxed posture, the keeping your arms inside your, uh, you know, keeping your arms in sh- inside your shirt and, like, the, the stroking your chin uh, with your index forefinger. You're not – your hands are not even close to your sword. You've got your sword there, but it's never – the threat is not there with him like it is with everyone else. Everyone else has their arms out. They're ready to fuck you up. They're threatening you at all times even when they're not. Uh, I but never this... thought about that. Is that that's the reason. That he's it's a that. confidence play. Yeah. yeah. I so I'm just, so talented. I, I saw it as a chill guy. I don't need my really, hands yeah. to mean, be anywhere yeah, near he my is, sword. He is a chill guy, Cam. Yeah. You read it correctly. Yeah, yeah. But that's, um, it. that's another good detail of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Whereas um, to jump a little bit uh, – the man with no name, you got Joe here. Yeah, he's uh, he's the poncho for him is not like a relaxed. To sh- it's more like functional because yeah. when you have the poncho, they can't see if you're reaching for your gun or not. Yes, the gun is covered it's by the poncho, choice. whereas the sword is on the outside of Sanjuro's dress. Yeah, you know, like it's what like he dress. can't 
like it's, dre- it's dresses clothing. and he, like being his dressed outfit. up. Garments. Not his garment. clothing. Yes, garment. he's on the outside of his garment. <laughs> so, um, belt. The threat of, in terms of the threat of a cowboy versus the threat of a samurai, what you're working with here is that they have very different ways of like presenting themselves as dangerous or safe to someone. There's a uh, something I really like that's a detail in some samurai movies and anime and video games and all that shit that to show that you were not here to fuck someone up. You would tie a ribbon around the the hilt of your katana that would go through a little loop on your sheath, so that you couldn't unsheath it at a moment's notice. You would like have to untie it to do it. It's when you so when you walked into a peaceful town, they knew I'm not going to just fly out the handle and kill someone at a moment's notice. Yeah, they make you yeah. Do that at, um, yeah. Ren fairs. Yeah, I am here. Oh. I am here to just get rice or alcohol or some or find a place to sleep for the night. I am not here to kill anyone. It's, it's like, like when you have that holsters. little yeah, the snap yeah, fastener that goes snap. over your holster. Totally. Yeah, same deal. But you know, it, I mean, to put it in a modern context for our listeners, you keep that thing on you. Though. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But I'm uh, coming strapped. It's loaded. You're strapped. But when um, you know when Clint Eastwood rides into town on his mule, everyone immediately wants to fuck with him. Yeah. This is not something that happens in Yojimbo. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. He kind of goes picking that fight, yes. it seems like. Because he sees a problem that needs to be solved. Yes. If nobody ever fucked with Clint Eastwood after he uh, got his meal and his water, he may have just kept riding. But he can be provoked. He is, uh, as we were saying at the end of Cam's Impressions, talking about the ego play he does with the, the rifle pistol duel, he has like you know selfish desires he can, he like has an ego that can be influenced in good ways and bad and that's why four people get killed in like mm. minute five of uh fistful of dollars yeah my mistake four coffins yeah, yeah. <laughs> very great line good, yeah, stuff. good stuff um yeah uh, i i just like keep thinking about like the the, the di- in the terms of the difference between these two films like obviously there's direction there's score there's acting but the looking at these films as a whole as like an entire story an entire presentation it is so interesting to me that one is like uh life's a bitch but sometimes you can make some money and the <laughs> other is like uh a, wa- a a stranger wanders into town and solves the problem <laughs> it's yeah uh, it's and, interesting and at the same time the stories i i describe them so differently but they are still the same story they the, the yeah. minor details that are changed are important yeah, they both do the same things to show that they're, the hero is a hero and not just a total dickhead, mm-hmm. like with the saving the, the family and telling mm-hmm. them to leave. And right, when he's only a like, minor dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> not a total dickhead. Like the villains are. The villains are total dickheads. Yes. <laughs> um, as illustrated by them, uh, like, you know, just having a deal, guns for gold, and then just slaughtering everyone yeah. uh, and, like, switching uniforms and all of that. Yeah, that stuff is uh, really so great good. scene. Yeah, good uh, it's scene. Some, again, something that is not really in Sandra, uh, not Sandra, uh, Yojimbo at all. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's taken from something else or if he had an original I thought. That, I think that, I think that, <laughs> that is an original thought. It's, like, it's a really good scene, though. He's like, yeah, the Gatling gun. Very cool. And then you see, well, I really like that scene because it's. You see the like Mexican army come through, and they're like, "What? Do, what do you think they have in that state coach? Uh, if they shoot you, it's gold." Really good yeah. line. I love that. That's funny. Um, I know exactly how to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you see that it's the Mexican army, and then you see them come up to what you think is the like Union army, the U.S. army. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you see them the u.s army completely massacre them and then it's like ah ha, ha, good one guys put the uniforms back yeah. <laughs> then you see all because... of the dead troops that they took the uniforms yeah. from um, they're not really like so many westerns are made about the like end of the era and like how yep. like you know eventually like they gotta build railroads and like the fucking cowboys yeah. can't go around shooting people anymore. Yeah, uh, eventually or, the law comes down. Yeah, eventually the era has to end. This movie is not really about that, but Sergio Leone would later make movies that were kind of like that yeah. and had more to say about it. This is more like a using the setting to have a fun character moment, cool action scene. Of course. Because that's this is also Gatling where you get the scene with the rifle now. that I was yep. describing earlier, yep. where you can just do the long shot to show like, oh, the guy with the rifle is dangerous because if you piss him off at a distance, he can still kill you. God, that shot is so fucking good. Yeah. It's cool. Um, Just some, like in The Simpsons. Oh, well, I, I wrote a couple of notes. Uh, uh, my, the my thoughts also. are totally scattershot because there's so many good things Yeah, well, it's two whole movies. It's yeah, a lot to think about, a lot to talk about. These movies are so good. <laughs> I liked that everyone in, in a, few dollar, or a Fistful of Dollars is wearing blue. I wonder if that's – I always – in these older movies, I always wonder. It's like – What's that's the, the color that pops color the most die or yeah. something like back and, then people wore blue because that and was because cheap this is an italian wear. movie in the 60s that blood is redder than red man oh she yeah it's cherry. wicked red yeah. yeah but this these things like the the people always wearing blue and the blood being super 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 red so that it would show up on film well these are both things that would not be a concern if you were shooting in black and white Ooh, like wow. uh like if you're a well, actually wouldn't it, it would definitely be a concern well, okay yeah, what i mean is that what i mean is that you have you have control over exactly like the hue that something is going to show up as because, uh, but you like, still have to think about like I, I you do still have to think about it. Right. something more. about how like they had to paint there was something where they had to paint the walls pink to get and it this is why yeah and this exactly, is why yeah. colorized movies look so bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I back. talking about the color in Yojimbo real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed one scene where. I don't remember the context for it, but there was a guy like lying dead and they had a big like comical puddle of blood underneath them. But the blood looked more white than the blood that was like on his arm. It was so it was like it's such an intentional mismatch. But Uh they you could tell they picked the color for the big pool of blood because Uh it would have looked a lot better than the blood that they chose for the like wound on the guy's arm yeah yeah it's majorly different it's, it's so obvious <laughs> and it's so weird, cool it's like sure look, it doesn't yeah. matter in terms of things <laughs> still that, reads. uh uh a lot of the the like pulpier crunchier action things are things that i think that um uh fistful gets so well the the fucking kill where the like barrel of paint like just rolls on that guy is so <laughs> it good. explodes it explodes like it's fucking donkey kong or something it's so good yeah Wait, why is it called Fistful of Dollars? Not to get us on. I know we're going on. Why is it called? It's because it it's just like about a small amount of money that is being that is like the fate of these people is controlled by it. Hmm. Like when Clint Eastwood walks in, he's like, "There's a lot of money. A lot of money could be made in a town like this." And I just does, felt like it was a lot more than a fistful, in my opinion. A thousand dollars. He could fit a thousand dollars in your hands. You think uh, that he should have called it a few well, dollars more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you say uh, so you have something by the fistful, that's a lot. Mm. Mm. But yeah, one singular fistful mm-hmm. with inflation. Mm. No, so fistful uh, I really enjoyed in Yojimbo uh, the the character uh, the the uh, the guy who runs the uh, 
the restaurant, whatever, this yeah, place, whatever. where he's staying. Uh, the guy who runs the place where he's staying, coming up to him and literally saying something that Yo Jimbo does not respond to. You're not really bad. You just pretend to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's a funny line. That's Saying so to Sandro, that's so uh, good. You're not really that bad. You just pretend to be. And Sandro does not respond to that. He doesn't go. He doesn't go. Well, you might be right about that. Or no, I really am a bad man. He just just lets that one sit. I'm a bad man. <laughs> yeah. And then when um, don't they keep calling people a bad man in this yes. movie? I like that. Uh, I that and cool. when Sandro gets his ass kicked and is being uh, held so they can ask him where Nui fled to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he asks, oh, where am I? And the dumb guy answers, oh, yeah, you're at the brewery. And then he gets slapped by the other guy. And the other guy says, you're at the gates of hell. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> messing with my thematic presence. Yeah. The, the enormous really fucking guy. Love also him. has a giant hammer. Yeah. I love, oh, to think that, I love to think that he's actually just like six foot and they're all just really short. I think yeah. that's <laughs> probably true. No, Damn, actually, he, he did have Everyone a hammer of gigantism. I looked him up. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was a you can well you can kind of guy. see his facial structure. I actually yeah. I don't think it's gigantism. It was something else that makes your bones just keep growing your whole life, and that's why he has that facial structure. God damn! Yeah, yeah he looked scary. He was a yeah. cool looking guy. I think that both of these movies are incredible classics. Although I was really blown away by Yojimbo this time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just the like the the thing that I keep going back to is just the scene I was talking about earlier, where it's like okay. We are in the scene in uh, the place where uh, Sandro is staying, and uh, the this you know this caretaker is going to explain the situation in the town, and it's just such an economical way. Like they don't need to like make a ton of cuts. It's like we're here in this space, walking around the room, with, pulling with, up the yeah, wall, pulling up yeah, the curtain, yeah, whatever. pulling up, pulling up, so it doesn't opening, just feel opening like the a windows. Monologue. Yeah, it doesn't just feel like a monologue because every time he opens the window, it's not just like a static image. You see something happen at all of these mm-hmm. places. You see the women running around, or you see somebody come out of uh, one of these buildings. You see the you know uh, the the members of one of the gangs shaking his fist at the other, <laughs> and like all, and then like in between all of them, you hear the nailing of the the hammering of the guy making the caskets, and yeah. it's like you get the exact picture of what this town is and it's just like such an incredible scene and the camera's like spinning around it's like moving from one wall to the next in such a great way oh man this these both of these were such a treat to watch uh the the visual direction of akira kurosawa is it's not any it's not novel for me to say that it's really yeah good. not a new take yeah, but not a new worth take, saying but this guy pretty good <laughs> this movie's so nice they made it twice yeah mm. and then of course in fistful uh the star the absolute star which is not to say the sound is bad in uh yojimbo but in fistful any morricone's score is fucking incredible yeah. like I, I kept wanting to do the uh, like a couple of the twangs that he did for the good, the yeah. bad, and the ugly, but yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's like not, no, he's quite not there, there yet. yet. You can see it yeah. developing. Though. It, uh-huh. It's close. But it's even this there. one, even without that, without going crazy all out, he's still using horns and electric yeah. guitars. The fucking cowboy, like uh, melancholy string strumming. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll hear it in the break. It's just so good. I think I didn't, you didn't catch need any. To get... All the whistling is a little bit yeah, too far to me. I didn't catch much good. vocalization in this one. That is something that I come. I think about with his music. Yeah, There's like, a lot yeah. Of, like yeah. the chanting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's not as present uh, present in, Like a little uh, bit more lyrical stuff. Yeah. I thought that it was just absolutely uh, blew me away in Yojimbo and you could see it building to get to that point in Fistful of Dollars. I thought it was just really uh really excellent. I'm I'm excited to watch the next two to see if there's like an evolution between two an and three. Uh I'm vamping as long as I can. Is it? Will we break it? No, no. It uh, it's, it's. I just realized uh, that I was kind of in a 
in a danger zone because oh, uh, your battery. I got Power the yeah, I got the plugged in not charging twenty nine percent thing, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've had this plugged in the whole time, uh, oh. but I just switched the plug, and it's like, oh no, you're fine. Okay, good. Well, what yeah. are we doing next week? Are you want to talk more? No, Do you have no, any? Uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, I would like to talk about the movie a little bit. Oh, oh Jesus, you didn't. Usually we don't do that, but you, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, hi. Well, one of these movies I had seen for the first time this week, so okay. I would like to at least yeah. talk about that. Yeah, it's just, go it's for it. Ten twenty. Right. Like well, you can go home. No, I can't. I'm recording. I'll, I'll <laughs> just leave your laptop. Home. No, I need that to work. <laughs> you go that way. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I know. So I had I brought this up at the top of the show, but that was probably two hours ago. Um, yeah. I had not seen Ujimba before. I had wanted to watch it because. Samurai movies, the, uh, live action Japanese cinema is a blind spot for me. I got some good recommendations if you're interested. Yep, sure. <laughs> um, and I was so interested in the idea that, like, oh, this guy made a creative movie and then uh, they made it into a Western movie and ripped the whole thing off. Like, it's, it's, it was interesting to be like, okay, what did they take from this? How direct was it? Very direct. They took it all. Um, but it was I really liked how the how different and not so different it is to do a movie where everyone has swords and where everyone has guns. It doesn't make as much of a difference as you would think. <laughs> yeah, it's so like I was mentioning earlier, it's so funny how they're both just like quick action made me feel right. like the only thing I can think of is Star Wars. Like Star Wars the sword fight is like you know, 15 minutes. It's funny because it's uh, in Star Wars takes from both of these movies so much. Yeah, it's, totally. It, it, you can see yeah. the influence right there. The but, se- in Yojimbo, you see a good dismemberment. Yes. And then anytime I see a dismemberment in a movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's because that happens so much in those movies. Yeah. But yeah, I it's it was cool to see how they frame the action with the swords versus like they felt like they had the cadence of a like high noon fe- quick draw duel except it is you know like two slashes with the sword is all it takes instead of a like a couple bullets yeah i mean um, they're both weapons where like you only need one good win to get i mean have we talked about bushido blade enough ooh, yeah mm. yeah no like, come on. it feels very much to me like a you know, it makes me feel like a fucking Buddhist month. In the end, if you deal death, it does not matter which weapon you wield. The result <laughs> is the same. I, um, See, I'm like, the time to kill in Call of Duty is too short. But <laughs> Bushido Blade is good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it should take a hundred, a whole clip to kill me in one game. But they one sword can kill me. Have a lot of restraint with, like, the actual fights in this. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the scene... Um, where uh, our main character is just sitting up by the bell, watching these two guys, uh, watching these two factions run back and forth at each other. Because they don't want to do it. Because if you start, if you commit, yeah, yeah, yeah. The but first if you person can back who down, you don't have to, like you know, you don't have to put yourself at risk of just having your head lopped off. Yeah, and that's such a good part. Is like the he back starts and forth. The fight, he pushes them to like you have to go to war. And they're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And they're like, okay, go ahead. You have to do it. And they, <laughs> they back down and leave because they're like, oh, no, someone's coming. Oh, oh, if, oh, if they that guy wasn't coming, I would have kicked your ass. And then that guy it. who's coming ends up being like a dignitary so they can't kill each other for like uh, a while. Yeah. Those plot points are great. I They play with it so much more in Yojimbo. They talk about the 
the law coming in Fistful a little bit. But the fact that they all have to play nice while the government is there is so good, I think. Yeah. It's because it, 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 it otherwise you'd be like, why aren't they just killing each other? You know? Right. Well, we don't want it, they, they both want to run this town. So they don't want the government to come in and enforce the law because that means they don't win. Mm. It's 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 cool. <laughs> I like yeah, they're that. doing illegal activities. So you can't get the government. Right. Yeah. Well, restoring order would be a loss for both of them mm-hmm. because they're making their money exploiting this town. Totally. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Um, I <laughs> I liked I liked Yojimbo quite a bit. I'm just still such a Western mark. I I, I like the iconography more. I like the uh, the attitude and the style. Like Clint Eastwood is so beautiful in this movie, as opposed to a gray dust kind uh, of guy. Time. And yeah. I was uh, so. I had mentioned also earlier in the show I was confused. I confused this movie and a few dollars more quite a bit. I couldn't remember what happens in which movie. So about like when they introduce the uh, Ramon with the rifle, I'm like, oh, good, it's the rifle one, because uh, I I do really like the line he repeats twice in the movie where he says, "A man with a 45 meets a man with a rifle. Yeah. He's a dead man." Yeah. Um, and then they do the clever thing with the the chest, uh, the armor he wears. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, of course, they steal for or, or play homage to in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great. I, Cam already mentioned it when he was talking about it, but I love I love how it's it's psychic damage. It's not a tactical choice. Yeah, it's, he could have killed totally him right. like five minutes ago. He risked yeah, it I, all he's gonna just waste, to humiliate. I want you to it's waste so all crazy. of your shots trying to shoot me in the heart, thinking you can't kill me because I'm just that good you know or you missed or something like that yeah. you get in his head about it yeah and the way he dies is in stark contrast to inosuke in uh, oh, Jimbo, yeah. because um you, like inosuke is laying dying and he's like i need my gun, gun. i feel naked without it i have to take it to the other world with me and um sanjiro goes up to him and you know hands him the gun and, and he was like i fired it twice it's okay. There's no more bullets. In it. <laughs> and obviously he's trying to, yeah. you know, get him to hand him the gun so he can just kill the guy. Uh, but he he doesn't end up having the strength to. Like the whole time I was like, you idiot. But Sanjiro is is just such a like he a honorable guy. Yeah. yeah, he's an honorable guy, and he's gonna let the guy have mm-hmm. his dying wish. <laughs> Whereas um, Ramon just dies like he. Yeah, he guns him down. He, he falls over. He guns over. him down. He, battle, he just man. kind of like the camera spins. And and he just like falls over. Oh god, over that well, was just, so like, nauseating. Ugh. There's oh. no, they don't do that in movies anymore because yeah. people would be. I pissed. just remembered a re- another really great shot. That when the, when uh, in Fistful, right, the from the first time he shoots those four guys, well, and they get three coffins already. Yeah, seen, yeah. Uh, it's shot from the perspective. The camera's right above Eastwood's hand holding the gun. Yeah, it is like a yeah, or like a first person shooter. Just, like... Almost like almost like a like if Doom was zoomed in a little bit more because you it's like. It was rare at the time to see a movie where the the person shooting the gun and the person being shot are in the same frame. Mm-hmm. Like you would see the shot and then you would cut to a guy falling over. Oh, it's so cool! So, All that, so having the uh, gun in the foreground and then the background is four guys who just go, oh, oh, like it's like you know. 30 years before video games, you're getting this. All that like, all that crack shot stuff is so good. Yeah. I I love a fucking quick draw. Uh, um, 
one thing that I always look for in these movies because it's important sometimes, and a lot of the times it doesn't matter at all. I love to count the bullets whenever anybody shoots. Yeah. They make a big deal out of it in this one. Yeah, it's so important for the final duel in this one. But a lot of the times when people are shooting stuff, it's like I'm going to shoot this hand, this six shooter pistol, forty times because it, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, who give a shit? Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. I know it's so cool. I, it's interesting and fun for me to be like, when does it matter? Like yeah. I, you don't know until I'm playing the, the mind games. You yeah, it's it like okay, he shot five. He's, he's got one left. I know that. Uh-huh. And then, you know, he shoots it to free the guy, you know, his friend who's hanging uh, hanging from the rope. And then he's out. And then they make the whole play of he throws his gun on the ground since the uh, Ramon with the rifles, his gun's already on the ground. It's like now it's even. We'll load one shot and kill each other. Oh, yep. It just does it. all this to, you know, put them. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's so this cool. A, was this a good experience uh, doing the, doing the con- compare and contrast? Yeah, I uh, was hesitant to do another two movies episode because it is a I, lot to talk about and we've run really movies, long. But I would prefer not to talk about two movies <laughs> at the same time on the podcast. We're gonna do it again. Uh, yeah, it'll Probably. happen again. Um, it's fun. But yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad to have uh, done it. <laughs> All right. Well, next week is uh, the first actual relevant topic of Morevember, uh, <laughs> which will be, which is my episode from Hell. Wow. And it's the it's the episode from Hell. Well, folks. Yeah, well, yeah, we get that. But what's the episode about, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> it's about Alan Moore's graphic novel from Hell. Wow. Called we from Hell. Do uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it is about. Uh, Jack the Ripper and uh, the circumstances uh, that caused him to go rip. on this spree. <laughs> that the circumstances that caused him to rip, Thank you. and what and, and, and what happens uh, around Britain at the time, and characters that are getting wrapped up in this story and the media circus around it. And Ripped I up. am really looking forward to talking about it with you guys, and I uh, I can't wait. So I'm pretty excited about that. If you would like us to compare and contrast two movies, you can send it to please don't cast at gmail.com. And then we could do three movies. If someone suggested we that, we'd have to do no, it. No, we're, we're <laughs> two, 245. Please we no. actually can... have done like, uh, we're not, okay, we haven't all watched three movies, but when it's like, okay, everyone come back with one movie, we've done that. <laughs> that yeah. was different. But uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't have anything funny. I know. I could tell that I was being set out to say something funny. Sorry. Let's walk off into the sunset. Nothing. Uh, yep, we're leaving. Next town. Next town. <laughs>